This week's episode of Here's on Get is brought to you in part by a ticking clock. A ticking clock. That's right. We're recording this episode with four hours, 37 minutes, and 10 seconds before it's supposed to come out. This is the freshest content you will ever hear from Here's What I Don't Get. Uh, we are committed to being the longest running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday, the longest uninterrupted running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. We're so committed to it that I came roaring into here from the other fucking side of the country. Straight into the studio, straight into record. We've got some tricks up our sleeve. We've got some issues that I recorded while I was driving across the country. This is going to be a really fun episode, everybody, so uh, stay tuned. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly interstate-based podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Tim the Handlebreaker, and with me today, fresh off a jet, it's Tab Burt. Welcome back, everybody, and to our exciting episode of the podcast this week, where I turn the compressor down on the YouTube stream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that looks a lot better. Uh, Wow. What a week it has been for me. Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, I left Tulsa, drove to Alabaster Cavern State Park, and took part in the final bat watch of the season. There's mm-hmm. this cave out there yeah. where these uh, ringtail bats at sunset, dusk, every day, every night, they come just swarming out millions of bats just like flying out of this cave. It's, it's dope. So I went to that. Then uh, Sunday, I rendezvoused with my sister in Kansas. And we drove to Denver, where we met our sister who was put up for adoption before I was born, my older sister. Uh I have five sisters now, not just four. It's crazy. Crazy. Left Denver early in the morning Monday, drove to Twin Falls, Idaho, which uh, saw the Snake River Canyon there Uh in Twin Falls. Fucking gorgeous. Right at sunset, too. Fucking gorgeous. Uh Left Twin Falls early Tuesday morning and drove the rest of the way to Portland. And uh, then last night I met up with a dickhead over at a bar out in Portland, had a couple of drinks, chatted about life and everything. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a it was a long stressful trip. I bet it was it was the one of the worst road trips I've ever taken. Just because my speed, I was limited by the U-Haul that I was traveling with, mm-hmm. so my speed was like sixty sixty five the entire trip, which is fucking crawling, crawling <laughs> for me. Uh, what else? Uh, last last. Also, before then, Thursday, I believe, yeah, Thursday, I went to the circus out at um, here that came here to town. And the circus, because the fair got canceled last year, the circus, this Actor Shrine Circus, became the longest uninterrupted running show event in Tulsa history. Pretty cool. How was your week, Tim? It was good. Uh, You you did something for me that uh, fulfilled a childhood dream of mine. I did. you got me a Turbo Man. I did. <laughs> a brand new sealed, NIB, if you will, yep. to use an eBay term, sealed inbox Turbo Man. The, uh, if you want to see Tim's unboxing of that, we did a commentary of the movie Dracula 3000, and we uh-huh. recorded it as part of that. Yes. Uh, the, which that movie was, that movie was the best movie we watched that day. It was, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I I found that Turbo Man action figure at uh, Walmart. I guess Funko is now re-releasing shit from your childhood to even so. further cash in. Uh-huh. And I saw it and I was like, I have to buy this for Tim. <laughs> like I can't, 
I can't not buy You had this. one as a kid. I had one as a kid, yeah. yes. But I was like, Tim needs this. Uh, Did you take it out of the box and play with it? No. Yeah. You like want like to, an though. adult. No, no, you should take it out. <laughs> you got to hear him say it's turbo time. Make the push little button, make the, uh-huh. the jetpack jet flip bu- open. Now, looking at it again, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I played with one. Because I... Cause I Either that or maybe I've just seen the movie so many... It's just seen Jake Lloyd playing with the toys so many times in the movie that, like, I remember the, like, the physical feel of having those jetpack wings yep. pop out. Um, but when I was looking at the thumbnail for this episode, um, I found... The, they did... It was a Turbo Man cereal. Oh, uh, like breakfast cereal. Breakfast cereal. There was a Turbo okay. Man breakfast cereal, and I'm pretty sure I had it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because I because I think uh, I remember it being in the movie, so I guess it was just more movie tie-in. Sure, but it's one of those things where it's like it it ticked something in my brain as soon as I saw it. I saw the box and went just like just like just some memory from 1997 popped in my head of me eating that on a Saturday morning. Reflecting on that movie further, mm-hmm. right? Because having bought you this Turbo Man, it's so weird that a movie that is not about uh, that is about a father's journey to f- to like be a better dad. Uh-huh. Somehow that got marketing gimmicks where they sold act- giant action figures, which were in hot demand that year for uh-huh. Christmas. It's it's like a uh, what do you, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. It is a self fulfilling prophecy. It you was make a, this movie about Arnold Schwarzenegger hunting for an action figure for Christmas, but like because he's such a big star and the movie was like big and well liked, the action figure then became. The, and but what's also so I would expect it to be like Back to the Future or RoboCop or um, one of those Batman right mm-hmm. where they have a movie come out and then they do a cartoon series that's based on it. Yes, yes. Like, why was there not a we Turbo never got a Man Turbo cartoon Man cartoon or anything? Yeah, they made that jingle all the way too, which I never watched. I assume it's terrible and has nothing to do with the original. But yeah, because it stars Larry the Cable. Larry guy. the Cable Guy plays grown-up Jake Lloyd. Does he really? I don't know. <laughs> Making that up. Uh, so it's it that's is a weird odd. And now they're now they're selling. You know, it was totally successful too. Funko Pop. They got me to spend money on their shit. Yeah. And but it's like, how could you not? I it wasn't. It was. I was so shocked by it that it was one of those things where I couldn't, I couldn't say, well, I'll come back later. Like I had to buy it that night. Just in case it was a fever dream. Yeah. One day release. Well, yeah. One of those <laughs> things where I go, I saw a turbo man in stores and Tim would go, I want to go get one. We drive over there and they'd just be gone. Yeah. And there wouldn't even be a placard. Wouldn't no, even a no. placard on the, on the shelf. There's a different item there now. Yeah. It's like, no, no, uh, excuse me, sir. Do you have the Turbo Man still? Like, what's what, what's what is Turbo Man? What's Turbo? You know, Man? from Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Never heard of it. And then you go look. You go to the 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 tape shelf, and it's, uh-huh. the movie never even existed. And then you Google Arnold Schwarzenegger, and nothing comes up oh on Google. Oh my god! <laughs> like, uh, been but, Mandela affected. We've been Mandela affected. In my Mandela effect, there was this movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. So I got a question for you, Tim. Right? Yeah. What if we we stepped into that Mandela effect world where yeah. only you and I remember Jingle All the Way and Turbo Man? Yeah. Right. But in this world, Rhinestone's more popular. Which one would you accept? Oh, you're breaking my heart. I know. Like asking you to choose your favorite uh, kid. Man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. Only because 
it's been with me longer, I'd have to choose the Jingle All the Way uh, universe. I choose Brian every time. Not no no contest. Only because only because it's been with me longer. Yeah. I, I, I choose rhinestone because it's But then a, you could also go the other way, like I'll choose the rhinestone universe. I've got my fillet jingle all the way. Yeah. Right. And also Christmas sucks. <laughs> that too, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I, I had to get that and, and I think I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh what else is going on? Not much. I mean, I think I've I've got so this episode's gonna be a little weird. Uh while I was driving, I recorded some road issues. So mm-hmm. the audio version is going to have five issues. The video version is going to have six if it works. Um, the video version, they're all going to be packed into the end, but the audio version, we're going to slide them in in the middle. I recorded some issues while I was driving about stuff that I saw on the road. Um, so I think if do you or do you have anything more you want to talk about this week? Uh, I think. I, if, if I get into it, we'll we'll start wasting time. Okay, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we're well. You know, well, we've got Tim. Let's get into it. Is, is it your? Is it not your issue that you want to talk about? No, it's not. Okay, then let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm playing dangerously, Tim. I'm very cocky. <laughs> you we've fucking got, got me to install Skyrim again. <laughs> four hours and twenty eight. Four hours and twenty eight minutes. Let's talk you about got, Skyrim. You got me to install Skyrim again and mod the <laughs> shit out of it. Uh, it's not super heavily modded. Uh, I got like sixty maybe 70 mods on yeah. right now. Uh, just the essentials. Uh, I didn't get anything crazy with like a bunch of extra armor and weapons and, you know, all, and all that. Um, I got the immersive stuff. I got the, you know, um, in, enhanced physics, enhanced blood textures. I got the violins. I got CBBE. Well, no, no, I didn't get CBBE. Uh, 236. You have 236 mods on. <laughs> Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> you didn't mod the shit out of it. No, I didn't. You modded uh, you modded the gravy off of it. Yeah. I think maybe because um you have played this game a lot more than I have. I think we ended up figuring out that I that I have played twenty hours of Skyrim a week since it came out. Uh, about uh, averaged out. Averaged out, yes. Yeah. Uh whereas me, I'm I'm in the lowly triple digits. Yeah. Um, two, two, three hundred. At least at least three. Yeah. Because I remember uh, I've done a couple of runs that almost reached a hundred hours. Yeah. So, you know, and I've done multiple hundred plus hour runs. Yeah. yeah. Plus um, then shorter runs and all of your, uh, lost time. Yes. Lo- yeah. Lost time is a lot in Skyrim. Oh uh, 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 yeah. I walked all the way. I walked from Mark Hearth all the way to Windhelm and then I got killed by a bear <laughs> and I did a bunch of shit on the way and yep. didn't stop in anywhere and get an auto save. Yeah. Fuck. Or, or the, the worst of the worst, which is like, you go to low to save and it's like save corrupted autos, your auto save stuff corrupts. Mm-hmm. Have you, did you ever had that happen? No, no. I had that happen once and my three auto saves all were dead and so my last full save, that was when I started saving the game. Anytime I turn it off, I just do a, a hard save. Oh, I always, I always do that. I wasn't doing that as often. Oh, it's just, it's built it, before Skyrim. It was built into me. Yeah. And so I made that mistake and I think, I don't know how many hours I lost, but I lost one of those. That oh, was yeah. on the Xbox. I, th- well, oh, you, I think it might've been a power thing and that's what did it come to think of it. Same. I mean, fall, playing Fallout 3 back in, you know, two thousand and eight yeah or so um 2007 2008 whenever it came out uh or even before that oblivion right i mean and i'm pretty sure it was 
quick saved into me before that, you know, you know, save every five minutes, um, hard save, you know, quick save when you can, uh, and only you, just so you don't have to rely on the auto save. Um, but I was going to say, like, I think you, you've modded so much more just because you've done so much more than I have in that game. Yeah. Like I've never, I've never done the entire college of winter hold quest line. I remember starting it. Yeah. I see. I, I uh, have never been to the Bards College. I have. I had to mod all of this extra content in yeah. to make the game. And it is. It I've is never done any different. of the DLC. Wow. Yeah. Except for I guess Hearthfire. But that's, you know. Did not, you get the mod where it delays Dragonborn? I think that's built into um, the unofficial patch. Uh, I remember reading about it in a mod, but I'm not sure if I got the one that del- I'm pretty sure I did. I got a sp- I got a mod specifically for it because it kind of sucks when they're like, "Go do the Dragonborn quest while in right away." Because oh. in my in my original playthrough, mm-hmm. I I had beaten Sky I had beaten Skyrim before Dragonborn came out. So Dragonborn came out, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And I went and did that DLC. Yeah. All right, my character had retired. Mm-hmm. He had like he had come. He had. There were no more realms to conquer, and he had built a house, and he was living, and, you know, he was smithing stuff in his free time, and he had a family, a wife, and kids, and and the, his mistress on the side. Mm-hmm. And then one day, as I did in that game, I went to town to sell all my wares and buy new smithing materials, and on my little journey, I got attacked by a bunch of mages, and they're like, ah, oh, looked into it, and I was like, ah. I got to go to my house where I keep all my armory and armor myself up. Uh, so Andrew Bircher's in the chat. And he said, what kind of mods do you all do? Um, like, I'm, I mostly do. I've mostly done like immersive stuff. Yeah, I do the immersive stuff. Added on content like fan made. Um, Armors and weapons and stuff. No, uh, like. Oh, quests. Beyond Skyrim, quest lines. Quest okay, lines. Yeah. yeah. And new, new realms you can go explore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the, I like the stuff that makes it a little bit more immersive. I mean, the actual immersive lines, the immersive uh, creatures, immersive weapons, immersive armors, immersive NPCs. Yeah. Uh, or uh, NPCs the of Skyrim. The, the yeah. patrol. Man, yeah. I, I was playing yesterday, and I'm going towards a uh, a forsworn camp, mm-hmm. and I see the four. I see a, the first one shoot him with the bow, one hit him, and then I hear like a like a scuffle going on. So I go around and. There's um, a bunch of storm cloaks fighting a forsworn, mm-hmm. and so I go in there and I'm like, oh, I don't want to like accidentally hit one of these guys and get them on my side. I have to fight three uh, storm cloaks right now. Um, so I watch them beat down the forsworn, and then like they go on like there's someone else they're they're looking at, and then I see on the ground there's the forsworn and an imperial uh, guard. Ah, so it was um, a three way skirmish. It was a three way skirmish where somehow like the Imperials and the Stormcloaks had gotten into a fight, which you can do with um, one of the mods is yeah. uh, creates these like civil war skirmishes every, every, every now and then. And the, it somehow like looped this force sworn into it. And it was this three way battle where you could just like see this trail of death. That these Stormcloaks had led with all these force sworn and Imperial soldiers around. It was awesome. Yeah. The, I did some stuff on this one. Like I made giants bigger, um, so they're, hmm. they're like, they're huge. Yeah. Like you come to their knee now. They're truly giants. Oh, wow. And mammoths are big like that. Uh, I did the 2k textures just cause I didn't want to overtax Same. my, um, what is it? 1650. Yeah. 
I did it. I did it. I did all the textures. I I, I got Smim, of course. And yeah. when this done Skyrim knows Smim uh, makes all makes a lot of stuff just look better and not flat. Uh, it's a mesh uh, yeah. model thing. Um, so Smim plus the 2K textures, all the whole the whole shaboodle for that package, and um, the one that is called. I forget what it's called, but it, it was it did not exist last time I modded Skyrim, uh, but it has since become a like the second biggest texture mod for Skyrim. Mm. Parallax? Um, no, mm. it's, it's, a, it's a different one. Night of something. Mm. There was a I did, and this one better cities. So like the cities have a little bit more. I was thinking about doing doing that, and I also did a Civil War one where it adds refugees. Mm-hmm. So and and I did one where you don't know people's names until you've talked to them. Yes, I remember when when I played diverse diverse character heights and yes, builds and builds and races. Yeah, killable children. I don't know if I have that or not. Yeah, the uh, there's one that's like better Thanes. You told me I should install that one. Hey, look, it's all fucked up again. So I can get good streaming to YouTube using this output, but I get shitty video results. Huh. I don't know what the deal is with this. This is pissing me off. Because the old way, it just worked. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> fucking works anymore. Fuckers. Uh, and they also said, what builds and faction do you tend to join? I think everybody does the same one, Stealth Archery. Stealth Archery. We talked about that. Yeah. I mean, everyone is like, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be, I'm going to go all magic this run, or I'm going to go all heavy armor, two-handed weapons, but eventually everyone goes Stealth Archery. Yeah. Because it's so much fun. I so I, I I have the mod the um, start in a, another life mm-hmm. where you don't do the initial uh, Halgen, you know you get caught you get caught in the border uh, intro you can pick um, you wake you wake up in a cell but then you you hit a statue of Debella and you get to pick and I I have a mod, another mod that added, added a bunch more to that uh, another life yeah so since i was playing as a khajiit i decided there was this option for you're a khajiit caravan guard uh so i picked that and it spawned me up in a khajiit uh camp up near markarth and you check the journal and it's like hey um our leader the leader of the caravan found a new guard i can go now i can go out and explore um so yeah so i did i, I headed to markarth because i was right outside i did the uh, forsworn mine uh quest that's outside went into the whole forsworn line started the mol molag ball uh line i've never played as a khajiit before uh oh, i love playing as a as a unarmed khajiit attack yes so what happened was you're in markarth and there's that guy um he's i believe he's able to be getting as a follower he colag or something but he's, it's 7.30 in the morning. I'm walking around Markarth and he's drunk and asked me to fight him in the middle of the street next to a guard. <laughs> so I said, sure, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I love the brawlers. Um, And yeah, I went unarmed and that was the first unarmed fight I had and I whooped his fucking ass. Uh, but it was awesome to, to see like my, you know, night black Khajiit cat arms with claws and gold rings on him punching this dude. Uh. And then later, as you're doing the uh, Sidna Mines quest, uh, you come out of the uh, the, the Warrens. 
Yeah. The, you come out of the Warrens and this guy's like, uh, you've been asking too many questions. I'm going to fight you now. And then you beat him up. Yeah, I remember I was on one of the playthroughs I was playing as a Khajiit and I came out of the Thieves Guild entrance in Riften and all like every guard in Riften was there and they're like, you've committed crimes against Skyrim and your people and her people. And I had to one unarmed fight all of them. That's great. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's a lot of good Skyrim talk. Let's yeah. let's get into some issues. So uh, here's my, for the audio people, here's my first road issue. Over to me in the past. So here's what I don't get. All these fucking windmills. So I don't, I don't know if... So you can't see it if you're listening to audio. I don't know if the video is going to work, but... Uh, a bunch of these windmills aren't fucking spinning. It's crazy. We're spending hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars to put these fucking windmills up all over. I mean, you go outside of Amarillo. Amarillo is covered in windmills. Uh, we've got them in the southeastern part of Oklahoma. We've got them in the southwestern part of Oklahoma. I've seen them all over Kansas. I've seen them now in the south. Well, I guess I'm just pretty central eastern Colorado. Not yet in the Rocky Mountains, by the way, which is fucking horseshit. And they put these goddamn things up. They have no functional purpose in our society. Number one, they provide DC power for everybody who learned about electricity in the in elementary school this will be a repeat but essentially we have two major forms of power direct current and alternating current direct current is what powers your laptop and charges your phone and shit and that is where a voltage comes through and you only get one leg of it and it's straight power and it's great because you can regulate how much power you get this was the big fight between uh, Tesla and Edison. Edison wanted direct current. Tesla wanted alternating current. Alternating current flips back and forth in phases 60 times a second in the United States or 50 times a second in the uh, UK, their 50 cycle. That's why when you get have problems with electricity and sound equipment, you get a 60 cycle hum from the from power, alternate, you know, power spilling into your signal chain. So anyway... AC power works in a large, over long distances because it switches polarity back and forth over and over and over again. Direct current, you get voltage drop off the further you go. Uh, that's why you don't. You have those like voltage transformers that attach to your laptop or the wall ward that plug that charges your iPhone, and then you can only have like a six. Now they can get like ten feet, ten foot cords, but you used to have a pretty significant voltage drop off that would mean that longer cords meant your phone wouldn't charge as fast whatever the device was and electricity gets better and better and better but we're talking over feet when you're talking about hundreds of miles it's it's a huge drop off so what we do the way our power works ac current comes into your house right and then every Every device in your home almost, other than like your washing machine, has some kind of auto transformer that, that transforms the alternating current into direct current because that's what all of the small electronics take. That's what the big block is in the middle of your laptop charging cable. That's what the wall ward is. Uh, in your computer, that's what your PS, PSU, power supply unit, is. If you have a, have a tower, a lot of uh, like DVD players and 
TVs, they have them built in. Sometimes they'll have an external transformer. So what happens when you transform power from one, from a alternating to direct current is you lose like 30 to 40% of your overall voltage. Now, why is that important? Well, because the transforming, it creates heat. That's why those blocks are hot because there's resistance in order to get it down to DC. And you lose that power, which, you know, means your bill goes up higher for something that gives you less power. So here's what I don't get about the windmills. Windmills, of course, they just spin. And as they spin, they create direct current. Well, how are they getting anywhere? Because, you know, I just passed those windmills. I passed that big field of windmills 10 minutes ago, which means it was 10 miles ago. And I'm only just now coming to a little small town. And that was the that was the western side of that windmill farm. On the other side of that, it had been 20 or 30 minutes before I, since I've seen any kind of form of civilization. So you have to take this power that's direct current from a windmill and somehow get it to this town that's at best 10 miles away. So what do you have to do? You have to transform it. So you lose energy there, and then it goes, finally it goes over the transmission lines and gets into your house, and then you got to transform it again, and you lose a bunch of power. The whole fucking thing is a net waste, but that's all a moot point, because as I mentioned previously, you may have forgotten with all this fucking tangent, the goddamn windmills aren't spinning. So they still have to have a coal-fired power plant or nuclear, which they don't fucking have nuclear, let's face it, hydroelectric, something other than... Stay in your fucking lane, you dumb bitch. They have to have another form of electricity other than these goddamn windmills that they put up that are going to freeze or fall over or just the lubrication's going to wear out and they're just going to catch on fire and fall back to the earth. We can't recycle the materials these fucking things are made out of. So the whole thing's a net loss just for the sake of virtue signaling like, oh, look, we have wind. We have wind power here. Like, I... I hate the I hate the environment. I think that we have to, you know, I'm fine with global warming and destroying the environment because as long as we have Earth to fall back on, we'll never fully invest in space travel and space colonization, which is, I think is the future because I love Star Trek. But if we don't do that, that's why I'm okay. I'm also I also want the future Star Trek world where Earth is a utopia, right? So I'm okay with alternative energy, but it needs to be used in a logical manner. And I've thought for a long, long time about this one. This is my invention, which is to take every Walmart, Target, uh, Best Buy, whatever the, any big chain store you can think of, the grocery chains that are near you, you know, ours are like Reesers and uh, Crest, they, Whole Foods, they all, they vary from place to place to place, but Every single one of those types of businesses, every any place that has a large open parking lot should put in covered parking. And on top of these covered parking spaces, put solar panels at their own fucking dime. No, uh, no subsidies from the government to artificially prop up things like, what was that one that Obama had? Uh... I don't remember the name of the company, but it was a solar program. They gave them a bajillion dollars. The, they were not making anything worthwhile. And then they threw away all the materials because none of it could be recycled. And so no subsidies from the government, but do encourage them to do that 
if only simply for the fact that it'll lower their fucking electricity bills. I don't understand why every flat surface in a city is not just covered in solar panels. Because even with a negligible solar charge, you these corporations can absorb it a lot. Like people are putting them on their fucking houses. So evidently they're they're able to recoup costs from that from a single person putting in solar panels. You know, they put in seven to twelve six to twelve panels. Walmart's gonna be putting in a hundred per store. 200? I don't fucking know. And how many Walmarts are in your, in your area? In Tulsa, we have like, I want to say seven Walmarts and uh, five or so Targets, Sam's Clubs, Costco's, Whole Foods, Reesers. They could all have the, they could all have covered parking, which would A, make your car not fucking hot in the summer, and B, you know, even if all it does is pay for the LEDs that light the store, that's one less dollar that they're spending in electricity every month. But if you generate more power than you consume, it trickles back into the grid and you get reimbursed for that. So in a best case scenario, you're able to run, you, you end up making money from your solar panels. I don't think that would happen in the grocery store because they run all the, because and fuck grocery stores, by the way, with their fucking piece of shit, open air cooler designs. So they have all this air just exposed to the rest of the thing. Put fucking doors on those. I'm supposed to run my AC at 80 degrees. Cause we're under a, an electrical shortage. I'm supposed to not drive my car to work or get some gay fucking Tesla because my V8 is going to destroy the environment. But you go to every fucking grocery store on the planet and they just have these giant open air coolers just cooling the whole fucking produce section so that you don't have to open a door and so that things seem fresh. Fuck off. Put doors on your shit and stop making me absorb the cost of you fucking up. No, no more of these like big trough coolers. Just put some sliding doors on them. It'll work just fine. Fuck that shit pisses me off. But, you know, you and I, the regular human being, we're the ones responsible for global warming, so they have to steal tax money from us to put these fucking windmills up that aren't fucking blowing in the fucking wind right now. I think the only place I've ever seen them reliably spinning is Amarillo. And if anybody's ever driven through Amarillo, it's because there is, like, Oklahoma, the song says, wind whips through the plains or some gay shit. That's fucking Amarillo. That's not Oklahoma. God damn. Our whole fucking lives are being ruined by this global warming lie so that corporations can pretend that they care about anything, but uh, when actual solutions roll around, they won't do it. Like putting solar panels on your fucking, put all, go buy some solar panels, put them on your fucking parking lot, see what it does. Just do it to one store, do it to one fucking Walmart and then publish the results. Like, Oh yeah, we did it to one Walmart over 81st and Lewis. We, uh, we covered that one in solar panels. Uh, turns out, it would take us 45 years to recoup the cost of the solar panel. So we're going to leave this one set up. We're not going to do it anymore. They don't even, they won't even try. That's the problem is they won't even try with this shit. All they, and the solar panels can run fucking lighting for the parking lot. So people aren't getting mugged. Fucking windmills, man. They're just obscene. They're obscene things and, and they're totally fine. The white liberal women want to put these fucking windmills all over so they can feel better about their, carbon footprint, but what they don't want to do is whenever it comes up, it's like, hey, we're going to put some windmills, uh, we're going to put some windmills over here. I, I remember it was, um, what's the, 
where the Kennedys have their thing. Martha's Vineyard, they're going to put in a big wind farm out on, out in the ocean for Martha's Vineyard, right? And because there's a lot of wind out on the ocean, they're going to put this big wind farm out in the ocean, And but it was going to be an eyesore for Martha's Vineyard. And we all know who lives in Martha's Vineyard, very rich and wealthy, famous people. And they did not like the idea of their uh, views being obstructed by ugly windmills, but they're totally fine with putting them out in the middle of fuck nowhere where they're not going to be spinning and they're not delivering power to anybody who gives a fuck. Absolutely ridiculous. It's just, a, it's just excess for the sake of excess. The only good, these windmills, that's what I don't get. The only thing good about the windmills was in ju- the Just Cause games where you could uh, blow them up and and other than that, they're pretty much worthless. So, well, that's my uh, road issue for now. Anyway, back to Tab and Tim in the future, if this even works. Good day. Gentlemen. Thank you, you in the past. Um, here's what I don't get, since we're going on to my next issue. Uh, I didn't mean to sick my fans on you. Oh, God. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of this the last couple of years on Twitter and, and, the, and the likes uh, people with big followings, not understanding uh, how big their following is, and even like a modicum of following, really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people will get into uh, these Twitter beefs, and uh, and then they'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" I you people are like calling my work, right? Uh, suddenly, suddenly, yeah, suddenly yeah. people are calling my work, and the person will, "Hey, I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them to do anything." Yeah. I just made the I just I I just lit the bat signal. I didn't tell Batman to go after you, Joker. <laughs> I yeah, it's really it's really your fault yeah. somehow. Yeah, I, people need to realize that people don't realize like the big names. I I well, that's the thing is I don't think that they do it. That that's a lie. I think they're lying. Yeah. They absolutely do it on purpose. Yes, like, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so we're on the same so, page. So then they always, but then they always come out and be like, "Oh, I didn't mean to to have yeah. sick my fans on you." I wish, I wish you could get those people like corner them mm-hmm. like in an alley, and then go. So what did you? But what did you think was going to happen? You thought that you would retweet this guy and make your make a little snarky comment about how uh-huh. you think he's stupid, and and then you just get a bunch of likes, and he would just get a bunch of likes, and no one would follow into the thread and tell that guy what a piece of shit he is. Which is against Twitter's terms of service, uh-huh. but it only seems to matter in one direction. Uh, isn't it ironic? <laughs> yeah, I, I and people do it on other pl- other platforms. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Like you, just, YouTubers will uh-huh. flame flame more flame one more, another. Yeah, and it's fine when it's all in good fun, but when you start to do it in earnest, there's a difference between like uh, a good ribbing. Yeah, uh, you know by you know, changing the theme of your podcast. Uh. Rage scholar in the chat says it's the reverse Nuremberg defense. I didn't do this. I just gave the orders, but it's not even that it's like, uh, it's not even just, it's not even like the, I only gave the orders. It's, I didn't give the order at all. I just, I just, my, my soldiers heard me complaining about, uh, these Jews, and they did something on their own. 
You don't think it's the reverse Nuremberg defense because no, like it's it's yeah, it's no, it's totally. I was in my bunk all alone as the glorious leader, and uh, my troops just overheard me complaining, even though I I had my finger on the megaphone button on the uh, on the megaphone. I had my finger yeah. on the megaphone, but they they just heard me complain, and they did all this on their own. Yeah, I'm not responsible for any of this. It's uh, it's cowardice. It is cowardice. If you want to pick, if you're gonna pick a fight, pick the fight. Pick the fight. Yeah, don't pussyfoot around. Don't. It's a. It's some. It's. it's well, it's also. It's. A, it's the. It's them trying to pick. It's them picking the fight, but also they can pretend they're above it all. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I'm. 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 I'm not gonna argue with you. It was just. I'll a, just let five hundred uh-huh. million people argue with yeah. you instead. Yeah. Uh, what a who did this recently that made you think of it? Uh I'm trying to think of who it was. Because like the one I'm thinking of is Leslie Jones, right? Uh-huh. Like she got made fun of by Milo Yiannopoulos, uh-huh. and then she retweeted that and threw a big temper tantrum. Which oh. I know is a shocker. Leslie Jones <laughs> shouting and crying about things. I know everyone's like, she's so calm and down to earth. Um and then he got banned from Twitter. Yeah, you know that was that was at the start of. We should have seen then what was coming down the pike, uh, which is just hell a hellscape on earth. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're trying to. There was a push to make it um, illegal to criticize Anthony Fauci. Did you see this? There, there, some it was like Science Today or something, some magazine. Uh, what? Yeah, it needs to be illegal to criticize. It's like, um, that's exactly why we have the First Amendment. Like that's the textbook <laughs> yes. reason why textbook. the First Ma- Amendment exists, uh-huh. so that I can say Anthony Fauci is a worthless piece of shit that should be dragged through the streets and tried for war crimes. And that's totally okay because the first fucking amendment, you worthless cunts. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but but even even more than that, it's it's the and that's personal freedom of speech, right? Uh, whereas the first amendment is specifically about the government not being able to make laws against free speech. Yeah, uh, which is what that sounds like. It does sound like that. Uh, but it's to me that is that this is it's a version of this where Anthony Fauci's not coming out and saying like no, you people not. shouldn't be able to criticize me no but people that like worship him and treat him as a deity uh-huh. are saying oh we need we need laws to protect our hero or he he told someone he knows uh, he probably cries into his pillow why does the internet hate me because yeah. you're a fucking piece of shit that's ruined <laughs> everyone's lives try not doing that. You know why people don't hate Chris Pratt? Because he's not a piece of shit who tried to ruin everyone's lives. Uh, some people don't like Chris yeah, Pratt. Yeah, but they don't like him because they're stupid, yeah. moral, political bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Chris Pratt because he's not in any good movies. I've really turned around on Guardians of the Galaxy. One even? Yeah. Really? I don't care for it. So you have no interest in... Uh, Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad. Not at all. <laughs> uh and he's got that new, oh man. So I watched real TV for the first time in a long time. And there were all these ads for prime video. Real TV? Yeah. TV with commercials like 
Oh, okay. I was thinking like, like, <laughs> I don't know what came to my mind, like real player, like, from like 2002. <laughs> no, no it, was, it was cable TV. There were these ads for Amazon Prime movies. And oh, yeah, the Tomorrow War. But it was, it was a compilation. It was the Tomorrow War and that Tom Clancy one, yeah. Never Forgiven or something. Uh-huh. And uh, but then they also had Coming to America in there. Yeah, I was like, if I was gonna be putting a movie in this compilation, Coming to America would not be it <laughs> because that movie seems to be pretty well hated by yeah. fucking everyone. I think at least some people like those other two movies. Yeah, everybody's like Tomorrow War, Tomorrow War. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's like I don't believe you. You know what? You actually and might not because of Chris Pratt, just no. because it's made by these sure, co- sure. corporations. I, my dad watched. I think you might actually enjoy it, at least in some part. Yeah, because of what he told me about how, where it goes. Does it go to space? No, it goes. Uh, <laughs> it goes anti-government. Nice. <laughs> Nobody's going to learn from that, though. No, of course not. Tim is hearing the dog whistle. Fauci cries to his giant pile of money he sleeps on, which is an even larger <laughs> pile of money, which is on an even larger pile of money. Yeah. Anthony Fauci, highest paid federal employee of them all, more I, than the president. Boggles my mind. No one knew his name before March of... No, no. People knew his name because he fucked up the AIDS oh, pan- that, epidemic. Right, he, but you know, you know what I mean? No one knew his name. Yeah. He was back to being a nobody. Yeah. I'm sure every day he went home and, and prayed over his big pile of money. Please, dear God, give me a pandemic so that I can be on the news every day. I'm going to be interviewed by uh, Matt Pat so I can spread the propaganda on YouTube. That's the other. That was the other obnoxious thing about watching real TV is there's all these commercials like, and I was in Oregon, like get uh-huh. vaccinated, Oregon. Like, and I look at the charts. Oregon's like sixty seven percent vaccinated. Like you've gotten everyone you get. Yeah, those you're other, the, those other, <laughs> you're there, man. Those other thirty three percent of people don't have TVs. <laughs> I was I went out to dinner after right after we got into Oregon. I went out to dinner with my sister and her friends that she moved in with, and uh, just you know see. What uh? Yeah, yeah. What uh-huh. would the reaction would be? Yeah, talking to the, and uh, and her friends like, "What do you think of Oregon?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's nice and everything, but uh, they should just build a wall right up the coast and kick you guys the fuck out of our country." She's like, "Why?" And goes, "Well, because you're all a bunch of limmy liberal commies that just suck on everything and ruin ruin life as as we know it." And her friends like, "It's oh, oh. <laughs> just like." I, it, the look on her face was like I was physically punching her in the gut. Wow. Like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like there, oh, there are people with Trump flags here. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was driving in behind a guy with a don't tread on me flag. Uh-huh. That's the outlier in the Portland area. Not the rule. Oh, so funny. Man. So funny to, to rile t- young 20 year olds up. Very, very passionate about what oh, they yeah. think and yep. very dumb. Yes. Uh, it was, yeah, I wish, I wish you could hold those people responsible mm-hmm. more when they do that kind of thing. I don't know how you would do it. Uh, but it, uh, like the mile back to the mile in Indianapolis thing, Leslie Jones accused him of like weaponizing his fans. And I think he did it less uh, to a much lesser extent than she did. Cause he just, I don't think he even tagged her in his tweet. Hmm. where he criticized the new Ghostbusters movie and then oh, okay. she started yeah. the shit fit. Uh, I don't remember. That was a long time ago. 
but yeah, you, the more people listen to you, the more your voice has weight and the more you have to consider what you, what you say. I think that's a good, that's a good way to put it is uh, hearing the dog whistle. Yeah. Cause some people can't hear it. Yeah. Some people see those tweets and they just scroll on by, but you know, there's, I think in every fan base, there's like a 10% number, probably 15% yes, that cares enough, that cares enough that they'll f- go through and, yep. and start shit. Like they hear that whistle and they oh, go, Oh, I remembered what it was. It wasn't even, uh, so it's a YouTube series I watch called warm life. It's about Wormwood, this company that makes like exotic wood gaming accessories and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and they have a, like, two or three times a week it's like a vlog right just about life in the uh not studio um workshop life in the workshop right they've been having trouble with this this custom mortise and tenon machine they built so they have this or they they ordered right it's like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar uh custom built machine Mm -hmm. that just has not been working and they've been trying to fix it um and they're getting there's there's like a lawyer getting involved right and at the tag end of the episode, they were talking about how apparently some fans of the show, even like they found out the name of the company and were like calling the company to be like, Hey, you need to come fix these guys machine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I also feel like there's a problem with the people that do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. It's just like, it's not, it's not your issue. Yeah. People do this with the corporations a lot where they'll, like, do you remember that girl who they went after because she was the guy tried to the guy wanted to buy a toothbrush because it was priced at for like twenty six cents, and he went and he did the, he's done this a bunch of times. He's like a journalist, journalist, and he like he posts this video on Twitter of himself trying to get this toothbrush for a dollar, and the lady at the counter being like, "It's it's a dollar because that's the display model." Like, and that's the only, t- it's only tagged like that because it has to be inventoried. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I can't sell it to you at this price. Yeah. You yeah. cannot buy it or you can pay the $50 that this thing actually costs. And he posts this video trying to get people to go after her. And the exact opposite happened where people, oh, Tori, great, great. I think, Target Tori, I think was her name. I, I don't recall. You I don't do, remember I, this at all. I don't think I saw any of it. Yeah. And she just has this like totally. Same shit, different day. Like yep. this guy, and, <laughs> and then people dug into his thing. It's like you do this all the time. You fucking cheapskate. Good. And they ended up raising money and sent her on vacation. Sweet. And fuck this guy. Yeah. Uh, told Good. this guy to fuck himself. But he was trying to do that. He was yeah. Trying he's to trying to stir stir it up. Stir it up to get people to tweet at Target to get him a free, a free toothbrush. toothbrush. Yeah. Like fuck off, man. P- Stuttering John does this. Oh really? Yeah. Where he'll he'll try and do you know swing his nuts around like oh, I've got all, I've got I've got all these followers on Twitter I've got I've got 30,000 followers on Twitter I host a big podcast we're going to have Jay Moore on and uh you better do what I say hmm. it's my stuttering John impression it's and it's embarrassing that's the other, I've been listening to WATP you know for the last yeah, few yeah. months and I've been the way I've been listening is I just queue up episodes in my player from just a random episodes in order uh-huh. and it's really funny i will a new episode will come out and i'll just add it to the next thing in the playlist 
And I'll listen to like this week's episode that came out and then it'll jump to an episode from two years ago. Uh-huh. And the stuttering John, the stuff stuttering John is saying is exactly <laughs> the same. Like he hasn't learned a fucking thing in two years. Anyway, that's a good issue, Tim. I uh, I didn't mean to sick my followers on you when, <laughs> when I gave your name and address and yeah. phone number and yeah. your your job and all this shit. Well, we got three hours, 57 minutes left, and uh, let's go to another issue that I left on the road. So back to me in the past. Here's what I don't get. These new 80 mile an hour speed limits, and I know that sounds ironic since I love speeding, but... They kind of put the cart before the horse. They raised the speed limits, but they didn't have a fucking plan for what to do with all these goddamn truck drivers. And it's not these truck drivers' faults, because they're all, you know, they're pedal to the metal. They're limited by a governor at 70 or 75 miles an hour, whatever mileage their manufacturer or worse employer has decided is the safe threshold. But then the Federal Department of Transportation decides, oh, we can go 80 on these turn on these interstates, which, yeah, no fucking kidding. There's nothing here. Everybody's just driving. But what ends up happening is these trucks, which are limited at, you know, depending on anywhere from some of them in the 60s all the way to 70, 75, they're passing each other because one of them, there's governor, is at 75, and one of them is at 74, and they can just barely pass. But now traffic is wanting to go considerably faster than the semis are. So you end up creating all these massive jams with cars wanting to go faster. And what really, what the solution to this is, is we need three lane interstates. So you can have trucks in the right two lanes and no trucks in the left lane. And then if I'm coming up on two trucks passing one another, I can just dart into the full far left lane and exit. Or as I've said for years, we need separate highways for truck drivers. So they don't have to deal with the fucking retards that drive these days. Oh, I drive a, uh, yeah, I got my fifth wheel travel trailer. I'm basically, you're not a fucking trucker, man. You're going on fucking vacation. You're driving at your own pace. These people have to go get in their fucking truck and sit there all fucking day like you go to work. And then they get somewhere and they get dicked around about the dock parking situation, where they can and can't go, how many fucking hours they can drive, when they have to pull over. You're not a fucking truck driver, buddy. You're just an asshole with a pickup. Fucking a boomer mentality thinking that you can handle thinking that you're even anywhere near the equivalent of real drivers so our highway has just been made to fuck them even harder it's uh it's quite obnoxious I may and I you know shit I'm going like 65 because I've got a truck following me so then when I have to move into the left lane, suddenly I'm going way too slow for everybody else. This sucks, man. This is one of the worst, like, making time in a road trip I've ever done. I've, I've done nothing but lose time on this road trip. Normally, I gain so much time back when I'm driving that I drive, I hit the exact time frame that Google Maps or whomever predicts I will be driving it. But now I'm way behind everywhere I get every time I get somewhere to my next destination it's like you made it here 35 minutes slower than predicted 
because, you know, the speed limit's now 80 and I'm going 60 or 65. It's just fucking miserable. Fucking miserable. And the construction, man. Fuck this construction all over Wyoming. Wyoming is a big stretch of fuck all. I mean, I am in I am in the dead center of Wyoming right now, and there is literally fuck all as far as the eye can see. It's uh, it's interesting how different the landscape is and the way towns are made as you travel region to region that I've noticed. If I was on a regular road trip, man, I would be loving this 80 mile an hour speed limit thing. Although I'd probably be still, I'd be running into the trucks passing a lot more frequently than I am. Uh, because when they, you know, speed limit of 80, that means you can go 80, 85 to 89 and you're only, you're only going five to nine over as opposed to going to 80, 85, 89 in a 70 or a 75. And then you're really speeding. So you get everywhere that much quicker. It's honestly astounding they ne- they didn't make that decision a long long time ago. But one, you know, they nobody thinks anything through. They're like, oh yeah, we uh, we raise the speed limits. Like, oh yeah, well, did the DOT eliminate the regulations on on semi trucks so they can also go eighty? No, fuck them. Some states, I think California is one of these states where like no trucks are allowed in the left lane and tr- the trucks are speed limited to fifty five. You go when you're in California in a semi truck. You go 55. That's it. And in in I'm sure it sucks for them. In a lot of ways, it eliminates traffic congestion because they're all they're all trapped at 55. So, barring one guy going way too slow like a retard, the trucks are. See right now, I'm now trapped behind two trucks going 60, 63. Uh, Imagine if I was going 80, I'd be very frustrated. Yeah, so you're, you're, they're, they're stuck going 55, which makes uh, traffic for regular cars easier because they're very rarely passing one another. But I'm sure it just, you know that as soon as you get to the, as soon as you hit that California border, it's like, all right, well, you know, I was making great time. I made it from you know, Albuquerque to Kingman in a day now to die. It's going to take me a day to get through the shithole Mojave desert to Los Angeles. Cause I am regulated at 55 miles an hour. Cause some retard DOT engineer decided that that was the proper way to treat trucks. We need separate highways, separate highways. And if you see a car on the highway, if you're a truck driver in my perfect world, two highways, they're right next to each other. So we, you know, we go to all the same gas stations and shit, but our traffic is not separate, but equal. But if, if some dipshit in a, in a minivan towing his boat pulls up onto the semi truck highway, the semi truck drivers are legally allowed to just run that fucker right off the road. And the sides of the of the semi truck highway will just be filled with burnt out cars that have been destroyed by other by the semi truck drivers for their hubris and thinking they could be part of the big the big road. You don't get to be part of the big road. Here's another thing I don't get about the way shit's set up. This was back in Oklahoma. My sister's driving this U-Haul. It's 11 foot clearance, which is pretty low for a big, you know, bigger vehicle. 
these trucks are, you know, I don't know, 16, 18 feet, whatever. Well, she gets to a toll booth and the high clearance is 11, is 10 feet. Like, what the fuck is, what, what, how, how are trucks supposed to make it through here? And the reason why the clearance is, is 10 feet, because they built the toll, toll booth underneath an overpass. Uh, looks like we're going down to one lane up here, so I have to slow way down to let the moving truck pick up with me. Well, who who is this for? Build your fucking stupid toll plaza not underneath a bridge. The Oklahoma Turnpike Authority should all just be rounded up and destroyed. Fortunately, I haven't seen any other uh, turnpikes on this specific drive. But yeah, this 80 mile an hour speed limit, cart before the horse, widen the roads, then raise the speed limit. Because I'm sure now they're going to go, well, it's causing all kinds of congestion because of trucks. Oh, no, got to spend a... Joe Biden sent, spent, signs a 600 bajillion million quadrillion dollars in over to China so that we can build more roads. Build wider roads for the interstates. Awesome. Or they'll go, well, we can't have we can't have this be 80, so we're gonna drop it back down and everyone's gonna be sad and they're gonna what's gonna happen is people are gonna be used to the 80 mile an hour speed limit. It'll take a few years for this to happen. People everybody will be used to the 80 mile an hour speed limit and then suddenly it's lower and uh Speeding fines go through the roof. They're just, they're raking in money hand over fist. I don't know. That's just a prediction. Well, here comes my truck. So anyway, back to me and Tim in the future. Gentlemen. Well, thank you, me in the past. And that brings us to Miller episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by... The Ricketa News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim... What news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes out of uh, a land you have visited before. Yeah. Of course, I'm talking about North Carolina. Oh, uh, home of Uncle Buck. Yes. Uh, and I'm not sure if Uncle Buck knew any of these people, mm-hmm. but if he is... Forklift uh, driver goes on rampage. No, that- <laughs> our condolences. Um, two men were struck and killed by a Lynx blue, light, light, blue Line light rail train. Uh, earlier this week wow in charlotte um so that's like their public transit yeah yeah they were um charlotte was way south of us so yeah, yeah. um the thing though is that um well what, what were these guys doing on on the train tracks shooting tiktok videos no they were uh conducting a memorial for their brother who was killed in the exact same who was killed in the exact same location by a different train. Thank you. Thank you, Link Blue Line. Yeah. You've now removed three people from the gene pool yeah. that we did not need procreating. Uh-huh. Uh, I, what a hero. <laughs> that drew the driver of that bus. Yeah. He's the next Sully. Put that guy. Yeah, he does. He, yeah. We need to put him, Sully Sullenberger, yeah. the guy who landed the plane in the Hudson. Yes. That train driver is the next one. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a hero? No. no, good. Yeah, that guy absolutely saved us from a lot, a lot of misery. Yeah, the only way I you can there's, <laughs> I can't imagine in 2021 there's a lot of ways to die by by train by train. Yeah, 
outside I mean, of I want outside to. Outside of being tied down by a vaudevillian villain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or wanting to commit suicide by train. Yeah. Uh, Not a lot of accidental train deaths in yeah, 2021. It's, it's, it's really only a thing in the movies where... Um, your, you get your car dies, your car on, the dies on the trade tracks yeah. and then for some reason you can't get out and push it or just get out and run or get out and run. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. The doors are locked. What a bunch of morons. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I were the police guy to come investigate that and go, Oh, these guys, these guys died. Weren't we here like three <laughs> weeks ago? <laughs> Memorializing their own brother who, also, who died, also right died right here by standing on the. What was the what was the brother on the train? Truck I have for? no idea. I assume memorializing like a cousin <laughs> yeah. or something. <laughs> he was memorializing his dog. Yeah. What a bunch of morons. What's our next news story? Uh, our next news story comes to us from Indonesia. Uh, there's uh, they're building a park in Indonesia. Well, it's already there, but they're 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 uh, adding to this park called well, it's the Komodo National Park uh, for Komodo dragons. Yeah, uh, but they've dubbed the project Jurassic Park, uh, and the uh, min- <laughs> the uh, Minister of Environment has already issued them warnings on opening up Jurassic Park. Uh, and saying that it could have a negative environmental impact, Jesus Christ, which is uh, the 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 worst way you can say, "Hey, don't put don't put uh, don't put dinosaurs in a park yeah. and let people visit." Why uh, not though? Why not? Yeah. Why not open Jurassic Park? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? Right. Just, just some sort of fallen kingdom. Uh, just do, yeah, that would be the worst thing. Yet another <laughs> Jurassic Park reboot. Speaking of which, I visited the Westgate Met- Metroplex in um, Enid, Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. Huh. Which is anybody who's a huge fan of uh, anybody who's a huge fan of Jurassic Park three, like I am, will recall is where the Kirby's business is. Yes. Anyways, yeah, these uh, they're they're building a uh, they're doing renovation work and building uh, a quote premium tourism spot on this uh, Komodo Island. Uh, I mean, we're just one step closer to our uh, our inevitable demise at the hands of science. Yeah, follow the science. Follow the science. Uh, Well, our next news story comes to us um, from the State Department. Oh, here comes your state-sponsored propaganda. Uh, yeah, and this week we're talking about a heist. There was a big old heist that happened in the State Department. Of course, I'm talking about uh, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Uh, the State Department is looking into the whereabouts of a $5,800 bottle of Japanese whiskey that was gifted to him that he didn't receive. Dun, dun, dun. Why are State Department officials getting $6,000 bottles of whiskey? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. You know who gets $6,000 bottles of whiskey? Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah. Uh, if I was an obscene billionaire, I would. I, I, the cheapest whiskey I'd have would be $4,000. <laughs> 
but apparently uh, he, he says he has no recollection of receiving the bottle and has no knowledge of what happened to it. So they're assuming someone in the, in the chain somewhere did their American duty and stole and it. Stole it. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Those people shouldn't be getting this. Is this like is that. they need to they need a movie made a movie made about them. what they need to do is when, when politicians get gifts like this they need to just raffle them off. Yeah, to somebody who's not in the government. Anything over five dollars. Well, I was gonna say. No, you don't get anything. You get your pay. Sure, you're not allowed to invest. You yeah. get your pay. You're a public servant. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to accept gifts. Like, there's other. What, there are other jobs where you can't accept gifts. Yeah, there are all kinds of jobs where you can't. I, in my old job, I wasn't allowed to accept gifts. Y- your old job, you yeah. weren't allowed to accept gifts. Yeah. But the fucking Secretary of State can take all the $6,000 whiskey he wants. Yeah, the uh, appearance of impropriety is just as bad as impropriety. Fucking tool. Well, do you have any more news? We got one last, new, one, last one. This one comes from Germany. A retiree. They call them pensioners over there. Yeah. Uh, in Germany has been convicted of illegal weapons possession after he was found with a too long of a steak knife. No, he was found with a tank and other world war two era military equipment. Nice. Um, th- uh, they ordered him to either sell or donate the tank Mm-hmm. and his anti-aircraft cannon to a museum or collector within the next two years. Yeah, and he told them to fuck off. I have an anti-aircraft thing and a tank. <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's um, what I would say. Yeah. I'd be like, come fucking get it. The thing, though, is that um, he he used, he used was using the tank. Yeah? He was using it as, as a snowplow. Which uh, is awesome. I mean, what else would you do with it? Yeah. Come and take it. Buck big fucking flag. Oh, that reminds me. I've got a new flag. I think it's in the car. Apparently it took about it took twenty soldiers almost nine hours to extract the tank. Yeah. Which is I mean weird. I mean, the the way I would extract a tank would be like, give me the keys, I'm gonna drive this tank out of here. <laughs> yeah. That guy knows how to drive the tank. Yeah, let him drive it. Yeah. But I would drive it right over, you know, your little State Department cars that are all parked yep, up there. I'd yep. be like, oh, 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 sorry. That's from World War II. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it got away from me. Well, I'm going to go park this back in the backyard. You feel free to send more cars. Yeah. <laughs> you send more cars or you send guys with bigger guns. Yeah. Don't bring airplanes over here because I'll fucking shoot them down. Uh, well, this has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not. Fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tim. But you know what it doesn't take care of? What? All of the costs of traveling back from Oregon. If you want to help yeah. cover those costs, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets your early access to each week's episode, plus our video episodes. We have our $2 tier, where we throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. We have our $5 tier where we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier, which gets you act, lets you you submit a film, you vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch it and record a feature-length commentary. Last month, we did Independence Day Resurgence, and I need to get the submissions and voting up for this month. I'll try and get that done this week. It's been a, It's been a crazy week. And then finally, we have our $50 Spite Producer tier where you... 
the fans get to have a say in the show. You can demand things from us. You can tell us uh, you want certain issues. Anything you want that we can fulfill, we will do. I got one. This one is a request from Kingslayer. Uh, he wants two weeks of no nerd shit issues. You can still talk <laughs> nerd stuff outside of the issues, but no movies, video games, etc. for main issues. So uh. I think so far we're doing pretty good in that for this episode. Are you going to ruin it? Uh, what were the exact parameters? No movies, video games, etc. for nope, main issues. No nope, ruin. No. Sorry. So next week. Next week we'll start next week. I didn't get a ch- I didn't get a chance to tell you until now. Of course, is, yeah. And and with this episode being weird, but yeah. So yeah. the next two weeks of issues, we will have no video games or movie stuff or TV. I guess yeah. Star Trek related. Which, speaking of that, fucking Alex Kurtzman got his contract renewed for five years, and I'm fucking astounded. Like, the guy has fucked this franchise it's almost, into the ground. It's, 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 it's almost like, oh, no, we, we, this is what we want. This wanted. is what we want. Yeah. Here's, I, have a, I have a theory. I have a theory. Yeah. It's so, like Kathleen Kennedy, too, because her, her contract expired after the... Uh, the rise of Skywalker uh-huh. and they went ahead and renewed her thing too. And it's just like, what the hell is going on? I have a theory. It doesn't hold, there's doesn't, doesn't hold much water, mm-hmm. but so it's like a plot from a Kurt, Alex Kurtzman television yes. set show. Uh, so what's the King in media these days? Netflix. IP. IP, IP is King. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that the reason n- Kurtzman keeps getting allowed to do things mm-hmm. is because it's a drop in the bucket compared to how much money they make from old Star Trek. Yeah, I think they're I think they're trying to to run people have people running back to but all that shit's already paid oh. for because they just license it to Netflix and Hulu. No, no, no. And I, that stuff's already paid for, but they still make money on it. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Is like, and so the money they have to pay Kurtzman for this and this new stuff, for Discovery and all the, all these cartoons and all that stuff, is a drop in the bucket compared to what they earn from that stuff being terrible and people be, people being like, "Well, I really like Deep Space Nine. I'm gonna go watch Deep Space Nine again." I don't think so because no. I, I don't think so it didn't doesn't hold much. It that's why we much. haven't gotten a D Space Nine Blu-ray because the there's just not the demand there. I mean the movies the the movies are coming out in 4K at the, near the but the, there's a lot more demand for the movies versus entire series because they did the Blu-ray release for TNG where they completely remastered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was a huge undertaking and it did not sell it did well. not sell well but on physical media they sold it they sold those copies to streaming and streaming it, it doesn't it. It there yeah uh no i think i think the reason why is i think they actively hate their franchises and they they're more concerned with doing the kitschy new thing versus doing the like what's what's right because i think i think a better thing to do would be okay this Kurtzman stuff's a drop in the bucket so why don't we just make it good because <laughs> then we'll make more money on it yeah yeah but that that was if there was any doubt about whether or not Star Trek was dead that was no, that was it. it that yeah. was its eulogy yeah F murdered 2009 by J.J. Abrams the body was raped and mutilated by Alex Kurtzman 
circa 2017. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, let's go back to myself in the past again for another road issue. So myself in the past. Here's what I don't get. The artificial scarcity of whiskey. Uh, so I just stopped at this little gas station slash convenience store in Glens Ferry along the Snake River Canyon in Idaho, uh, which is where I am right now. Snake River Canyon's out over there. And they had one of my favorite bourbons, Buffalo Trace, which I bought a whole bottle of that I now have to fly back to Tulsa and hopefully not have destroyed, which would be really just devastating. Uh, but I bought it because it's one of my favorite bourbons. It has, you know, just an amazing flavor and it's Im- fucking impossible to find in Oklahoma anymore. I bought three bottles when I was in Colorado in September of 2019, I think. 2000, yet. Yeah, I think it was September of 2019. And I'm down to like an inch in the last of those bottles because it's so good. I mean, you... And I just drink it straight. I haven't even tried it in any cocktails because it's so hard to get my hands on. I don't want to dilute the flavor. So I bought this bottle today. It hopefully will last me a year or six months or something. I don't know. It's great. It's a great, great bourbon. But the reason why everybody says, oh, you know, it's so popular, it's hard to find here in in Tulsa. But that's not the case because I'm in some shitbox town in the middle of fuck nowhere, Idaho, and they have a shelf that had, I swear to God, 14 bottles on it. 14 bottles. There's a waiting list at the liquor stores in Tulsa. You get put on a waiting list to get Buffalo Trace, and then they call you, and if you're not there that day to buy a bottle, it's... You don't fucking get one. And this bottle was $25, and I bought it in Colorado a couple years ago. It was $22. It's $35 a bottle in Oklahoma. $35 a bottle. When I was living in Norman, there was a one-bottle-per-customer policy at that liquor store. So I went in and bought a bottle every morning at 10 a.m. because that was it was one bottle per customer per day. And I realized that ruined it for everybody, but I was buying bottles on behalf of other people because they couldn't get their fucking hands on it. And the reason why, the reason why is not because it's so rare and so, oh, it's so popular, it's hard to get your hands on. The reason why we can't get Buffalo Trace in Oklahoma is because the, it's all these fucking contracts with the liquor distributors. So we have like three major liquor distribution companies. LDI is one. Uh, I can't remember the other two. And liquor stores sign contracts with their liquor distributors where they will buy a certain percentage of their stock from that distributor. And that percentage is usually up in the eighties. So you, if that distributor has a shitty relationship with a certain distillery or can't get a good enough contract, they just won't carry the, carry that liquor, which is why, you know, I brought in getting, catching the tail end of that Phillips union. It's another one of these situations where the distributor wasn't getting a good enough sales from Phillips unions. They're just like, ah, fuck them. And we can't independently distribute in Oklahoma yet. So you can't just go direct to the Buffalo trace distilling. Cause that's who Buffalo Trace is a fucking distillery in Kentucky and they self-distribute. You can just go there and buy a case of their fucking liquor if you're a liquor store. We can't do it in Oklahoma because we've got these horseshit liquor laws that only protect these intermediary companies which make the cost of our liquor go up. And it's not a lot. Like our, our 
liquor prices are pretty reasonable, all things considered, but it would be less if it was directly distributed and not distributed through a third party. So it creates this artificial scarcity where LDI has a shitty relationship with uh, Buffalo Trace Distilling, and so they don't get the supply that other places get, and thus my bottles cost more and it ends up being cheaper for me to buy bottles in other states while I'm there because you can actually find them and you can actually pay a, a reasonable market price per bottle. Uh, it just pisses me off. I live in a, I live in one of two major cities in our state and I can't buy, and we have several large, large liquor stores Park Hill is one of the is the biggest one in the state, I think. B and B Liquor is not a single store; it's actually a bunch of store. Park Hill has two locations, but their main location is the big one. B and B has several locations all around town with you know huge stock. They have a warehouse somewhere where that they the distribute distribution drops the warehouse and they self distribute to the individual stores, and they have a pretty good selection. Uh, I'm. And then there's other smaller, more local places where you can buy alcohol. And and also, you know, Oklahoma, we're fucking trapped with this liquor store nonsense where now you can buy full point beer and wine in liquor store, in grocery stores, but you can't buy whiskey, vodka, gin, rum, anything, you know, even liqueurs above 30% alcohol. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we have a whole secondary market. So you can't just go buy, like, you can't, for a while, if you wanted to make cocktails, right, you need, like, a mixer, and maybe you need fruit, and that kind of stuff. You couldn't buy that in liquor stores. You could buy that in grocery stores, so you had to make, if you were making cocktails, you had to make two trips. If you are doing a party and you wanted real beer, you had to make two trips. Now you can buy fruit and mixers and, you know, simple syrup and all that kind of shit. In liquor stores, you can buy, you know, cherries and all that garnish, whatnot. So at least that's gotten better, and you can still buy it in grocery stores, and you can buy wine if you like wine in grocery stores, but you can't buy it. You can't buy it in just just make it one store, just make it one fucking store, please. And get rid of this goddamn intermediary, so that if there's a market for a product, it can find its consumers and not having to wait for LDI to get their thumb out of their ass and think oh well you know this is a this is a popular alcohol maybe we should uh, maybe we should think about purchasing some for our, our customers or or it's probably some hothead dick bag who works at LDI who pissed off someone at Buffalo Trace and that guy was like you know what fuck you man you get you get 10 cases a month. That's it. For all your distribution in Oklahoma. Because you're such a fucking prick. So you're just an unworthy prick. Uh, maybe I'm making things up, speaking out of turn. But it just pisses me off. It pisses me off that everywhere I go, I can find all kinds of whiskeys. Not just Buffalo Trace is one that sticks out to me because I like it so much. But you can find all kinds of whiskeys and not just the local shit. Not... Like the local shit, I understand. Like I just, I bought a bottle in Colorado of Breckenridge bourbon, which is bottled and distilled in Breckenridge, Colorado. 
obviously that's going to be in Colorado. I mean, I can buy an Oklahoma too, but I was in Colorado, so I thought I'd buy an Oklahoma, uh, buy a Colorado bourbon. But, and the thing about Buffalo Trace specifically is everybody, anybody you know who likes whiskey, who specifically likes bourbon, anybody you know, when you ask them for recommendations, what's a good what's a good uh, bourbon? What should I try? They'll go, oh, you got to try Buffalo Trace. You got to try Buffalo Trace because it, it's the best. It's just the best. It's the universally. I can't tell you how even people people I know who are not into whiskey who drink bourbons who have tried bourbons. They'll go, yeah, someone had me try this bottle. It's really good. I don't remember where it was, but I had like a picture of a buffalo on the bottle. Like it's called Buffalo Trace. Yes, it's it's the best. And the and that's the way that's the way whiskeys are. Yeah, I see this stuff where people say, "Oh, don't buy whiskey based on the bottle." What else are you gonna fucking buy it on? Of course, you buy it on the bottle. Oh, this looks like a neat bottle. I'll buy it. If it tastes like shit, don't buy it again. If it tastes great, keep buying it. Either it's either that or it's recommendations. Either either by word of mouth or by word of, hey, you're over at my place. Try some of these. Try some of these whiskeys. You know, I've done that with Tim and Truckin' and Tuckin'. Try some of these whiskeys. Uh, let us. Let me know what you what you think. What do you like? What do you like? And thus, they can. You know, Truckin' and Tuckin' last week was talking about he wants to get. He wants three. He wanted three bottles from each of us that he would start to keep in stock all the time. That would be his bar. And I was like, all right, let me guess. Here, let me let me guess your guys' – here are your bottles. And I, I named all three bottles that both both of them wanted on the bar. And and then I said, okay, I'll, I'll pick my three bottles around those six because cause I know everything they drink I know I like because I have fucking told them how to drink it. Uh, so I'll, I'll pick things that will – diversify what we can make in cocktails or diversify flavors based on what they've already picked. So that's, that's you word of mouth with whiskey. You, someone tells you to try it, you decide you like it and you want to keep buying it, or it's just word of mouth. I mean, the way I heard about Buffalo trace was I was out to dinner with, um, Manhattan transfer and take six. And I was talking to one of the guys in take six and we were, you know, I ordered a whiskey and he's like, oh, you like whiskey? And so we started talking about whiskeys. And he said, oh, you, this is what you have to find. You have to find this whiskey because it's the best. It's this bourbon. You know, he asked, do you like bourbons? I said, yeah, I've been getting into bourbons because I was early on into getting into bourbons. And he's like, well, you got to try this one. And he told me the name. And I, I put a little note in my phone. And then the next time I was at the store, I saw that bottle. I saw the you know the name on the on the bottle. And I was like, oh, the Mike... The guy from Take Six told me I needed to try this. I, you know, and it was it was thirty dollars or something, twenty eight dollars. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll buy this. It's got to be. It'll be something I'll try. And I tasted it, and I was like, this is fucking great. This is great. And I had it. I don't think I've ever been without any without Buffalo Trace on my shit on my bar since that day. You know, maybe one time the bottle ran empty. But it wasn't for very long. I've, I've, I strive to keep that one in stock because it's so good. Because it's, it's so smooth. It's a great one to just give to people when they they go. Oh, I don't think I like bourbon. Try this. 
Or what do you think? All right, now now add a little bit of water to it. What do you think now? Add an ice cube to it. What do you think now? And then and then they're on board. Everybody has to find something that, that they don't like take a sip of and go, oh, that's terrible, like Jack Daniels. They have to find something they drink and they go, wow, this is smooth. This is really good. This like, yeah, that's the way that that's the way whiskey's supposed to taste. Bourbon is supposed to taste like this. Scotch is supposed to taste like Macallan 18. They're supposed to be smooth. And then once you've accepted that, you can move into stuff tasting like shit. But you can't do it if these fucking artificial scarcity that they're putting out there won't allow you to just buy a bottle for a reasonable price. Fucking Scotland has this shit. It is it is less expensive to buy a bottle of scotch in America than it is in Scotland because of their fucking horseshit liquor laws, value-added taxes and shit. Something like 40% of the price of a bottle of scotch in the UK and specifically Scotland, is taxes from the government that aren't charged. You know, we we get the tariffs that we charge on whiskey, which fucking they've rescinded a bunch of those, which is great. But you can't buy a bottle of the spirit that you people are, you people fucking created. You created grain alcohol, pretty much. And, and aging them in barrels. And fucking, they're paying out the ass just to, sample their own goddamn that's why you know bourbon you go to a, a liquor store in the United States you go to a, a liquor store in the United States you're gonna see their big whiskey shelf right and it's gonna have bourbons and scotches and Irish whiskeys and then just generic American whiskeys and Canadian whiskeys and anything of Japanese whiskeys Anything in between, they'll have it all. They'll have it all arranged there. Rise, whatever. So you have all the. That's that's your shelf. You and just look at the prices, right? Scotches are all. Scotches are all starting in the forty dollar range, but most bourbons are under that. And the reason why is because we're not charging ourselves dipshit taxes for the fucking alcohol that we made here. Japanese whiskeys are up there with with uh, scotches in price. Irish whiskeys are a little bit more than bourbons, but you know some of them are pretty reasonable. Canadian whiskeys are pretty reasonable in the in the bourbon category because we're not fucking charging ourselves money to consume our own products. That's good for our economy. Yeah, it's great to ship them out to some other shithole country. But why deny ourselves the enjoyment of our own thing, creating artificial scarcity? Because if I'm a distiller in Scotland, it's like, well, okay, I can I can sell a hundred million bottles in the United States, where I can only sell a hundred thousand here, based purely on population. But also, you know, these bottles are going to be super expensive because of all these fucking taxes. And so, if a bottle falls off a shelf and I have to do it a buyback on that and, you know, cover the losses at the store. I'm paying back a lot less because I have to pay the fucking taxes in America. I'm going to just keep shipping that shit away. And it's disgusting. Disgusting what taxes do. Fuck taxes. Fuck these third-party distributors. And and, and it's not just that because then also we have the this, this sin tax where they... they charge alcohol at a different sales tax rate and cigarettes and all that kind of shit. I I picked up cigarettes for a friend of mine the other day. I was 
I was headed over to his house to leave the motorcycle out there, and and he's like, I'm, I was just about to go to the store. Is there any way you could pick up some uh, a pack of cigarettes for me? And I said, yeah, sure. I'll, you know, I'll swing by a quick trip. There's a quick trip on the way. And I bought a pack of cigarettes for him. Ten dollars! Ten fucking dollars! When I worked at Quick Trip in 2007, a pack of Marlboro Lights was five twenty-five, and the Bronsons were four twenty-five because they're cheaper and grosser. Newports were somewhere in that area, and now a pack of Marlboro Lights in a box was nine dollars and sixty cents. Double in price. Still 20 cigarettes. Nothing has changed other than the government just fucking raping you with taxes. They're trying, they're gonna try and tax us out of smoking. And now they're trying to fucking do that shit to cigars too. They've got some jackass Democrat in the Senate wants to change the taxes on cigars to where they're taxed the same way cigarettes are, despite having way less of all the additives. So a single cigarette, because it's got as much tobacco as a pack of cigarettes, will the you know it'll go you'll they'll go from six and seven dollars a stick to twenty dollars a stick for the shitball Alec Bradley, uh, un no uh, what is it no cigar ring things you buy in a, in a smoke shop just out of curiosity, fucking Cohibas. Nobody's going to have Cohibas except for those fucking senators who just steal money from us to pay themselves exorbitant wages. They'll have all the fucking cigars they want, of course. Meanwhile, you and me can't enjoy ourselves. You can't have alcohol because it's bad for you. You can't have beer because we're taxing the shit out of it. You can't have cigarettes because those the, the secondhand smoke kills. Fuck you. Fuck you. Mind your own fucking business. If you've got a fucking problem with my cigar smoke, go away. You walked into a fucking cigar bar. Suck a dick. And that'll create more artificial scarcity. The artificial scarcity is just raising the price. Oh, yeah, look at this. This is a $400 bottle of scotch. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it's only really a $100, a $250 bottle of scotch. There's just $150 of added taxes and fees and shit before that thing even gets to the shelf you bought it off of. Because some shitball politician decided that you need to pay more because you're not spending your money in a way that they feel is appropriate. It's not your fucking money. You want the money spent appropriately? You don't buy alcohol. How about that? Fuck you. All these fall we raised, I was in the the store I bought this bottle of Buffalo Trace from. They've got a big fucking lottery kiosk. Look, we gave 45 million dollars to education. Hey, that guy's driving. He's got a a weight bench that I built for a friend. Ah, it's funny. Uh, we spent, we gave $45 million to education with, by, with the lottery tax. Like what a fucking scam. I can, I get warnings. I get warnings on the Patreon page. Sometimes Tim's write-ups, they'll have something and it'll have a joke and they're like, you could be the winner of, and then, you know, the list of what the issues are this week. And it'll, it'll give me this big warning. Well, it looks like you might be doing a raffle. You're not allowed to do a raffle. You need to check it out. I can't have a fucking raffle on Patreon for you people. But the government can trick you into thinking you're going to become a millionaire at $2 a, a ticket which was a dollar a ticket when I worked at Quick Trip in 2007. I, lottery prizes haven't gotten any any bigger, but 
somehow, for some reason, the tickets are now $2, not $1. And that's just with Powerball. All these fucking scratchers. $45 million to education. whoop de fucking do What are they going to do with that money? Put in more smart, smart boards we don't fucking need that teachers don't know how to use. That was a big craze, like, right after I graduated from high school. was We got to put smart boards in fucking every... every Tulsa Public School spent a fortune on smart boards that teachers don't know how to use. They don't know... You don't need better technology. You need better teachers because teachers are all fucking retarded. I've been listening to old, old episodes of The Dick Show, and I just listened to the episode a couple... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm listening to, like, back episodes of... Who are these podcasts that I've been catching up on? I've been re-listening to Larry's show. I've been re-listening to The Dick Show. So I'm like several years ago in both The Dick Show and that Larry show and skipping around and who are these podcasts. So I listened to this episode of The Dick Show where he was doing that that game where you'd ask a woman to name when these five... Ask your wife, mother, or girlfriend to name the year these five wars happened. The American Revolution, the Civil War, World War One, World War Two, and Vietnam... And how many people get those completely wrong, including his girlfriend, who is a teacher? These fucking teachers don't know anything about anything. They don't know how to control kids. They're just people that always grew up in a structured environment. Every, you know, from cradle to grave, they are, they know exactly what they're going to be doing, when they're going to be doing it, and how to do it. That's school, right? And then they graduate from college and they go, oh, I'm going to become a teacher so that I don't have to leave this structured environment. And because our world is getting dumber, our teachers get dumber, which make our kids dumber. And it's just this feedback loop of stupid teachers make stupider kids who become stupider teachers who make stupider kids who become stupid teachers who become stupider kids. And with the more that we dumb down education, the more and more that's going to happen. So yeah, let's just keep dumping money into education that ev- that solves fucking nothing because we're still, we still, I've talked about this before in Oklahoma, we have fucking like 500 school districts for 77 counties. That's 500 superintendents making a combined 30 or $40 million a year. Congratulations, Idaho. Your lottery paid for a bunch of fucking superintendents who do fuck all to help any in any, any 500 children get educated. Fuck all. That's what Superintendents do lead the board of fucking school board meetings to go. Oh yeah, all right, you're out of order. Oh, no. fuck off, fuck off, and die. We don't need the school board. We don't need the teachers. We don't fucking need principals. We don't need deans of students and disciplinarians and counselors and attendance people. Just fucking teach the kids. And if they don't know what they're doing, don't pass them on to the next grade. This, this fucking thing has gone way off the rails. Anyway, here's back to uh, Tim and I in the future, gentlemen. Well, thank you, myself, in the past. And uh, speaking of that, here's what I don't get. <coughs> Saying goodbye. I uh, So I drove to Portland because my sister decided to move up there. She didn't want to live in Oklahoma anymore. She's been dealing with a lot of mental health stuff and all the stuff with her mom coming to light. Mm-hmm. And she said that the place where she, the only place where she really felt like herself was, was in Oregon. 
So she decided that that's where she wanted to be now. And because I am her big brother and so not to get into too much of my family dynamic, but, uh, as everyone knows, we were told forever that her dad was dead. Yeah. And my mom thrust me into uh, much more of a caregiving situation than I think a lot of older siblings deal with. Yeah. You know, where I was cooking and feeding my siblings and changing diapers mm-hmm. and, you know, from the time they were very young. And so I think that that changes the relationship you have with a sibling when you yeah. have a sibling that's in more of a, uh, you know, it sounds, my sister said that if there's anybody she considers her dad, it's me, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So she said she needed help and it was a small amount of help. She just needed the car driven up there. And so I said, yes, absolutely. No problem. And we drove up there and it was a fine drive. And then this morning I had to say goodbye to her at the airport because I had to come back here. Um, knowing that she's going to start her life out there. And I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough. One of those things, you know, we, we all have to do it at one point in time or another, lots of different times. A lot of people feel this way when they graduate from high school, and, yep. you know, they move to college, move and, to college. Yeah. And when they leave college and I've always been, um, I've always been pretty flexible with change. Nothing really new information doesn't really change me Mm -hmm. uh, in any major way. You know, it's like, oh, you have a sister, you have an older sister now. And, you know, we met with her. She was obviously very anxious about it. Like this was a huge deal Mm -hmm. for her. And it was a big deal for me, too. Um, But it didn't doesn't change who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I've seen probably a lot more disconnected and unfazed because I get phased on the inside, not really on the outside. And then it's just, okay, this is, this is the new status quo. Mm -hmm. No big deal. So I've never really had, I don't really have this. I've never had the same reaction that people have, you know, when people are all crying, Oh, I don't know. It's like, if people are important to you, when you leave high school, you will talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Tim and I are still friends 10, 12 years yeah. later, however many fucking years it's been since we graduated from high school. Uh, everybody else that we went to high school with, don't fucking talk to him. No. And get, Tim, Tim, I went into the lion's den. I went into the lion's den. Fort Collins, Colorado. I had to drive through there. Oh, shit. And stop and get out of the car. It was danger. I was in. I was in. Oh my! Uh, I I can't believe you got out. I, of the car. I had to. I had no choice. We needed gas. Not even. Couldn't even do next town. No. Oh man. Yeah. I was like, oh god. I, I mean, I, you, I you, you must have imagined like, like you were Arnold Schwarzenegger in the last thirty <laughs> minutes of the Predator movie. <laughs> yes, that was exactly the way I felt. I walked. I, I walked into this because I also needed coffee. I walked in this like we stopped at this. It was like a an outdoor store, but they had a coffee uh-huh. bar and I walk in there and I'm like, and you live the kind of life where, where that type of terrible thing would happen. Would happen. That yeah. terrible thing would happen. And I'm like, I'm, I, I like walk up to the door, the, the doors open and I'm <laughs> peeking in there. Like, Anybody? Oh man. Can I help you, sir? One second. Let me go check the bathrooms. 
I'd like a black coffee, a small black coffee, please, right now, as fast as possible. Okay? I'm like watching <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Dodge a bullet. Yeah. Dodge a bullet. Yeah. yeah. Next time, I will blast right through that fucking town. Yeah. <laughs> if not, take the four-hour detour to <laughs> on 70. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you, those moments are hard, and I don't think they get any easier. No. Like, I would compare... I would compare leaving the airport this mo- this morning as one of the hardest things that I've done in my life uh right after moving away from Tulsa. That was that was a really difficult decision. It was hard to do. It was very emotional, you know, as I was pulling away in the U-Haul. Yeah. Uh and it's kind of for the same reason cuz I really love and miss my sister. And I'm very proud of her. I'm very, uh, I have all the confidence. Like I'm not worried that she's going to have any issues. You know, she has to go out there and build her own life. And, yeah. you know, she gets to actually do that without any of the, which is funny. Cause when my brother moved away, I had a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, fear about him living on his own. Yeah. He yeah. Could, he could barely cook himself a meal and all this stuff. But look, as, as, as someone who has had a sibling they were close with move away, far away, it's great. Yeah, it 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 will it will strengthen your bond. Yeah, and and like you know, it's there's no part of me that would ever try and talk her out of it. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, this is this is the path that she has to take, and she has to do it because you know you can only sail your own ship. Yeah. And you can, you choose the way you do that. And, you know, she wants to build a life out there and that's where she feels whole. And those are the people she wants to be with. And that's more power to her. And if, you know, next month she said, I need help moving back, I'd help her move back or to Maine or Florida or San Diego or Mexico. Yeah, Uh, it's weird. When my, when my brother moved, um, it was for um, his master's. He graduated um, with his uh, bachelor's of science and he was going to do his master's uh, up in Utah. And so that was going to take two, maybe three years. Mm-hmm. About the two and a half year mark, you know, we're expecting him to say, hey, you know, I, my thesis is in. Just got to wait, you know, a couple months. It'll be through and I'll get my thing and I'll head back home, but you know, cause he has, his job was at the college. Yeah. You know, just, just, you know, working to, um, pay the tuition. Um, but instead he called and said, Hey, guess what? Uh, I think I'm going to get my doctorate. Wow. Instead. And, uh, a fake doctorate. Yeah. He's, it's, it's, it's a fake doctorate. It's the, it's a fat, it's a Fauci doctorate. It's not. No, I mean it is a fake doctorate because because it's not like you have to call. I will. I will never call him doctor. Yeah, doctor Handlebreaker. Unless it's unless it's sarcastically. Like if uh, he yes. Fucks, oh, of course. If he of fucks course. Up in the house, like, oh wow, doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really you really nailed that one, doctor. <laughs> of course, that's the only time I'll use it. Um, but you know, I uh, I'm super proud of him for doing that, and it's you know it's something he loves. It's in a, it's in his, his field that he loves doing. And he's actually doing, you know, what I think is some 
pretty uh um uh not not needful what's the word i'm looking for necessary necessary stuff yeah yeah as you figure out how we can implant microchips in politicians so that if enough people vote on a twitter poll their heads explode yeah yeah, yeah. it's called task force x <laughs> <laughs> it's the he, it's headed up by this lady called amanda waller the you know, I, I know I I saying goodbye to the Mad Cucks character at Road Rage Dallas. Yeah, that was a that that was a moment of growth because that's the thing is that like yes, saying goodbye is hard. You wish you couldn't do it, but in a lot of ways, it's better to get to do it. Yeah, versus yeah. the people that have just kind of faded out of your life or the things that have faded mm-hmm. out of your life. Having that moment of goodbye, that moment of closure. Um. And even if it's you know one that's just not just just for a short time, yeah, yeah, it's it's better to leave things not leave things unsaid, I'd say. Um, and I've come around to that more and more in the last few years is that I don't want to leave things unsaid, so that if I inevitably die, people don't go like, "Well, I wonder where I stood with that," or yeah, what, yeah. you know. I think. That's important, and yeah, it just sucks. I mean, it in a way, in a way, I you know, I feel like I did a good job as a brother, in that she made these decisions and is is doing this on her own because a lot of people wouldn't do it. You know, a lot of people would just stay in the, the their hometown and exist there forever, and take the easy route and not the hard route and but she took the hard route and or she's taking a harder route yeah and uh i don't know tried to impart as much advice and wisdom as i had to offer why is that fucking flickering but at the end of the day you can only accept what you can do yourself and when the time comes you have to set sail on your own and let go of the things that hold you somewhere. Let go of those childhood friends and memories. Let go of all of, all of it. Yep. Say goodbye. One day, Tim, we're going to have to say goodbye to Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, but it will be a glorious day because that means that Elder Scrolls six will be out. I can't imagine. Uh, side note: It's a uh, ten years now. Ten years this ten year. Ten years, yeah. Uh, you have to use in 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 at least in non special edition Skyrim. You still have to like run the memory patch so that it will use more than two hundred and fifty six megabytes of memory for a. Um, for a single instance. Yeah. Not of, not of, uh, not like, you know, the game using 256, 256 megabytes of RAM at once, but for like one, what's the cube? What's the thing that it breaks it up into? Bits? Skyrim. No, Skyrim. It breaks it up into, what's it, cubes? Cells? Cells, yeah, cells. Yeah. I think it's 256 megabytes per cell or something. That's my issue. Saying goodbye. It's hard. Yep. 
But hopefully we all grow better from it. Yep. Yeah, next time you see her, it's going to be great. Of that, I have no doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt at all. And I'm looking forward to it. I think that I'll probably end up driving up there in my own car, you know, maybe this winter or yeah. next spring or something, depending on how shows are going. Oh, yeah. Someone's saying I'll help her search for HRT drugs. I will not be doing that. <laughs> Uh, well, let's go back to me in the past for another road issue. So, uh, Tab in the past, back to you. Here's what I still don't get. Fucking rubberneckers. I remember it was early on. It might have been as when I was a guest as Mad Cucks, I think. We talked about rubberneckers on Here's What I Don't Get. A buck brought it in. I call them looky-loos. I'm currently just outside of Boise. And evidently someone's gotten to some kind of kerfuffle. And uh, for whatever reason, this road is down to one lane in each direction. And as you can see out my window, if this video works, there are no cars going by in the opposite direction. Why are there no cars going by in the opposite direction? Well, because there's an accident up here in their lane. So they're just being told to, I guess, fuck off. And they're parked and we're crawling along. And I guarantee you the reason why we're crawling along is because all these fucking people have to go by and, and go, Ooh? What's going on out there? Instead of minding their own fucking business and just driving to where you see, come to a complete stop. All these people are shouting at some road workers. Hey, what's going on over there? Hey, what's going Hey, hey, what's going on over there? You guys know? But it gets worse. Because they have this down to one lane in each direction for some reason. But I can see this other stretch of highway, and there is fuck all going on over there. There's a truck up ahead on the other side of this bridge pulling a trailer full of cones. This parked, mind you. Parked. Stationary. Just, uh... And here's the other crazy thing about Idaho that I've noticed. They have all these diverts that they've put in, like, as part of the road design, so they can quickly divert every everyone over to the other side of the highway. Just divert us all over to the other fucking side of the highway, and then you can do your little fucking roadside cleanup over here for the rest of time if you want. Take your shitty sheriff's car, instead of driving backwards on the highway like you're doing now, and push this shit off the fucking road. Just push this shit in the middle of the grass median and light it on fire. Just fucking light it on fire. You crash your car. We're lighting it on fire. Goodbye. Thank you. That's it. You fucked up. You don't get to you don't get to delay commerce forever because you are too stupid to drive. It's fucking infuriating. Cause here I am sitting on what's supposed to be an 80 mile an hour road and, and I'm going so slow that the speedometer needle doesn't even register movement. I mean it's going the it's I might as well be parked. I could get out and walk faster than this. I could get out of the car, leave this in gear, and just walk on ahead. And then when the car catches up to me, hop back in. Every time, every time I got to drive cross country, I find some dumbass accident. And let, here, this is the thing. I started recording this when I was in view and I could see what was going on down there. I'm still not to the accident. And I'm talking less than a mile because I was a crest of the hill and saw this and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this issue. 
I'm about 500 feet away. Oh, now a guy's got a stop sign out so he can get the uh, fire trucks and shit out of here. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna let others uh, the other side of traffic through. They're finally coordinating because those people probably been stopped longer than we've been moving. Fucking infuriating. You got a whole fucking highway over there. Just go over to the other highway. Run this guy over. Fuck him. Fuck everyone. Push this shit off into the grass and just let it live there as a testament to your failures. Hey, what's that? You know, you're driving across country to di- taking your kids to Disneyland. Hey, Dad, what's that? Some fucking moron didn't hit his brakes when the, they hit the construction zone and rear-ended that person. So the police come and they just... They take their fucking push bar and just push your shit into the median and then they set it the fuck on fire. Just push it into the median and come deal with it at three in the morning, not at noon, just about noon. So this isn't even heavy traffic time. I guarantee you some moron did not hit their brakes properly. That's what's going on here. Looks like the guy behind me is reading. Here comes the ambulance. Goodbye, ambulance. I hope they die on the way for the for inconveniencing me. Is that we've we've taken such a high horse? Everybody's like, "Oh my God! All the vaccine people want all the unvaccinated to die. Can you believe it? Oh, all the unvaccinated want the vaccinated to die. Can you believe it? Oh, they're they're so bad. They're, yeah, everybody wishes ill on everybody every fucking day of the, the week." We are constantly thinking of just justifying to ourselves why one minute we're pro-life and one minute we're pro-death penalty. It's fine. It's human nature. You you want to support the people in your tribe and you want the people that aren't in your tribe to be dead. I love these stop signs. You know, they, they pay a guy probably 12, 15 an hour to stand out in the sun holding a stop sign when you could just like put up a little servo remote thing. I'm controlled by, an, by a Raspberry Pi. I guess I'm going to sit here forever until I'm dead. I'm going to die on Interstate 84, just outside of Boise, waiting to travel 500 feet so that I can get past this accident so I can continue on to Portland. That there should they ought to, you know they they have all these gay road laws right. They'll pull you over for not wearing a seatbelt, which is a victimless crime. They'll pull you over for not having your tags registered, which is a victimless crime. You know, cracked windshield, taillight out, anything. Just there's a lot. You're always breaking at least five laws any given time in your life, and so they'll pull you over for any one of those. Just on a whim, just as an excuse to pull you over. Yet, when you commit a real crime of stealing time from people because of your incompetence, right? Like you caused an accident that blocked up the interstate for 30 minutes. We have an estimate, you know, the Department of Transportation has an estimate of how much traffic passes through a given area at any time. So, all right, you stole 30 minutes of time from a thousand people. You owe us 
uh, 500 hours of minimum wage time. So you $3,500, you get fined that. And then that money just goes into the coffers and you get you get that as a tax refund every year. They just split it evenly among everyone in your state. So sure, I wouldn't get any money from this accident, but in in my my home state, when I file taxes, they'd be like, "All right, or no, when you register your car, I bet that would pay for car registration for everybody. If you charged the people who cause accidents for the following traffic congestion, especially on interstates." I wonder if you'd get you just you never have to pay to register your car ever again. Cuz that's what you're doing. As long as, you know, instead of stealing from me for the privilege of of uh driving my own personal vehicle that I own, charge the people who ruin everybody's lives. Get the fuck back in your cars and get the fuck out of the fucking highway. God damn it. I mean, oh, yeah, you, everybody needs to drive a hybrid because uh, gasoline engines are going to kill the entire environment. But yet it's totally okay to just, like, park cars on a highway uh, so that you can investigate an accident that was probably obvious. There was an obvious cause. Just push, just push the car into the median, set it on fire, and take their driver's license and throw it into the into the flames. Just right into the flames. Nope, sorry, sorry, you don't get to uh, drive. I uh, fucked up and clicked a thing. Turn this off. Okay, here we go. The cops have now fled, and now we have a slow sign. So maybe I'll get to move forward again. I can tell you, I, can, I know the suspense is killing you. What caused this massive problem? Oh my God, I'm going 19, 18, 15 miles an hour. Oh, everyone can look at this accident and see what would happen. Oh my God. What do you know? It looks like a car rear-ended another because he wasn't fucking paying attention. Wow. Yeah, definitely needed six cops to come out here and investigate all this shit. I hear these people, these fucking miserable fucks who've been trapped behind this accident since it happened. Because they can't... Like, driving this interstate on this trip has just been fucking infuriating because they'll just have giant areas where they're like, oh, yeah, there's road construction, so it's uh, just one lane, right? But there's nothing happening for 10 of those miles. So why don't you only close the road for the little bit of space you're going to be working in today and focus all your resources in getting this part totally finished instead of we're trying to do 20 miles of highway all at the same time. Unless you can complete 20 miles of highway in a day. And especially like just build three highways. That's the, there you go. Perfect solution. Build three highways, right? You got one one eastbound, one westbound, and one central one that goes both ways. Just tied into both highways instead of a median, right? And then on uh, on big long road trips, right, you can make that center one a two-way 
or you could or you could go like, all right, between these hours, just put some entry and exit gates on there. Between these hours, this is a one-way, you know, eastbound, westbound, and then you hop on. It's like, okay, I'm not I'm not fucking getting off in Tennessee. I'm just gonna hop on the in the center lane and just stay in the center one for my whole drive and make it make it or put the fucking trucks over there. Like I said, the two different truck highways. And then whenever you have to do dumbass construction like this, you just close whichever one needs construction and make the other leave the other two open all the time and just leapfrog them that way. Do all the fucking maintenance you want. Absolutely no impact on the drivers. You know why this this method will never be implemented? Because it makes too much fucking sense. And I know people will be like, well, how do you deal, deal with the exits? You just exit through. You just pull through and across. Oh, wow, there's another accident further down. It looks like someone pulled their classic car completely off the side of the road. Great. See, this is the other big problem with accidents. Like accidents in construction zones is that one leads to another leads to another. I'm sure there's an accident behind me from the slowdown that happened. This looks like an old Chevy. They pulled completely. I think they might have been at risk of stopping short. Oh, no, they got rear-ended. Womp womp. Yeah, someone's going to owe a lot of money for that one. Like a 50s Chevy, 40 Chevy. Eh, it's a real bummer. Oh, it looks like they hit, got hit by a semi-truck. Because he's pulled over here, and yep, his bumper's all fucked up. Well, Fred Rush probably tell you whether or not that guy's going to keep his license or not. That is not a cheap car to rear-end. It's like a $40,000 collector car, collector's car, if not more. Well, I'm flowing again, so maybe I can actually catch up with my sister who pulled over for gas. I bet she's back on the road before I'm even close to her exit. Sons of bitches. Well, back to me in the future and Tim. Gentlemen. Thank you, Tab, from the past. Uh, but it's my turn. Here's what I don't get. Uh, streaming rights. Uh, oh, boy. So we're going to get back on a Star Trek here. Uh, when I was looking for news, for the news today. Yeah. Uh, I scrolled past a thing that said, uh, I scrolled, by, scrolled, I scrolled past two different news articles about two different things. One was this, uh, Marvel movie just, um, just went away from Disney plus. And I thought in my, thought in my mind, well, that's weird. Marvel owned by Disney, Disney plus made and owned by Disney. Marvel movie leaves Disney Plus. That's weird. It is weird. Uh, but then uh, the other one was like, hey, you can't watch a bunch of Star Trek now anymore on Paramount Plus. You you can't watch it on Paramount Plus? On Paramount Plus, that's, which is the new home of Star Trek. That's the new CBS All Access. Yeah, it's the new CBS All Access um, where that's supposed to be the home of Star Trek. Yeah. The rights for a bunch of Star Trek have also now just disappeared. Disappeared from there. Oh, amazing. It's on AMC Plus for some reason. I don't understand why these huge media companies that 
own the IPs to these big properties, Marvel, Star Trek, what have you, uh, how, why they can't just like buy the contract out uh, from these middleman companies that, you know, production houses, you know, whoever uh, distributed the movie, whoever, you know, in the Marvel movie is probably one of the Sony movies or one of the Fox movies, but like you own Fox now. Yeah. If it's a Sony movie, fucking buy it from Sony, buy the rights. Cause here's what I guarantee you they're doing. Instead of spending $2 million to buy, let's say the amazing Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield, amazing Spider-Man movies. Instead of spending a couple million dollars to buy the rights to those, the exclusive rights to those, they're spending $500,000 every four months on 15 different streaming platforms. Okay, Amazon, you've got it for three months. $500,000. Yeah. Okay, now AMC, you've got it for three months. That's $500,000. And they're going to keep on doing that for the next... Forever. Forever. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly wonder... I think it's because they don't make any money on their own platform, right? Yeah. Like you put the Marvel movies on Disney Plus and you're paying to host them. And every time someone streams it, you know, you don't get any more money than their $7 a month or whatever it is. Eight now, I think, yeah. But if you give it, if you license it to Netflix, Netflix pays you a million bucks or, you know, for it for six months and then. Netflix has it for six months, then you sell it to Hulu for six months, then you sell it to uh, Amazon, HBO, and you just like rotate it through everywhere and just keep making money off the same property instead of just hosting on your own platform and making money off of your subscription. It's um, it's maddening. Like the Spider-Man cartoon from the 90s, mm -hmm. there was like a month where it wasn't on Disney Plus because they had to renegotiate. Yeah, they did that with um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I went to watch the Pirates of the Caribbean movies on Disney Plus, and when I started watching them, because I had never seen the later sequels yeah. on Stranger Tides and Denman Tell No Tales, mm -hmm. so I watched the original three because I hadn't seen them since like they first came out. Yeah. And then I went to watch the fourth one, and it was no longer on Disney Plus, and I'm looking around. Oh, it's on. It's going to be on Hulu or something for the next six months. Even though it just came to Disney Plus, like, well, fucking keep your own shit. Or maybe it was Netflix that it was on. I don't yeah. remember, but it. Pirates of the Caribbean, the Disney movie based on the Disney ride at Disneyland, wasn't on the Disney streaming service. Yeah, and I wonder if we're gonna keep ha like how long this problem's gonna continue. Because I would think Disney Plus has been around now for two years. It's coming up, yeah. And I would have thought that all the licensing deals would have started to expire uh -huh. by now. And we would start to see, cause I fit, cause I, when they Disney plus specifically, they had a deal with Netflix where Netflix got all the Marvel movies for a while. Yeah. Like they got them first, got them first. Yeah. I remember. And, and then I thought, okay, so what's going to happen is all these licensing deals are going to run out and then Disney's just going to slowly get all of its content and then keep it forever. Yeah. But evidently that's not true. And I don't I understand not. how that who at Disney was like, okay, we're going to be launching the new Disney Plus in in six months. Uh, licensing team, stop licensing stuff. Yeah, and just like, 
Oh, so it's license team goes, all right, business as usual, keep selling shit to Netflix. Gotcha. No, 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 don't do that. Already on it, boss. <laughs> I mean, that's the, I think that what has, has to be what's going I mean, on. It has heads. to be. Because otherwise it's unfathomable what, what they are thinking. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same way, like, um, like, uh, Sony and Microsoft don't make money on the consoles. Yes. The, the console hardware themselves, right? They make money on all the accessories on Xbox Live and PS Plus and their cuts of all the games they sell for the consoles. Yep. But they usually sell, especially in like when the first console first comes out, those are usually sold at a loss. Yep. Um, to keep the price down partially. I wonder if that's the same thing with like these streaming services, right? Because I remember when Disney Plus was first announced, it was like this huge endeavor they were in taking. They were taking, right? Yeah. They were like, this is going to be a huge streaming service to, to rival Netflix. And it's going to have the whole Disney archive. Fox, Disney archive, Nat Geo, yeah. ESPN. All that stuff. Um, I wonder if it's the same thing, right? So like they don't make, like, I, I, I assume that they don't make money on uh, on the subscriber count on, you know, however many monthly subscribers they have, which is why they occasionally, every year, they have to bump it up a dollar um, just to not, you know, not fall in the red. I wonder I wonder if it's a very small percentage. I, I don't, think, maybe, it's, I don't yeah. think it's a loss, but I think it's a very, you know, 10% maybe is, yeah. is true profit. And then I, th- I think stream, what st- streaming services bank on these days is that, you get the subscription, you binge watch a bunch of shows that eats up a bunch of their bandwidth, and then you, you just forget, about, forget it. about it for three months yeah. until the next show comes I've out. I've had Disney Plus since uh, whenever WandaVision uh, stopped. That was when you got it? That was when I got it. I don't remember when that was. It was April? earlier this year, yeah. April or May? March. March was in WandaVision, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've had Disney Plus for a few months now. What have I watched on it? I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, in like two chunks. And I watched some cartoons mm-hmm. from the 90s when I was a kid. You know, Spider-Man, yep. that kind of stuff. Iron Man. Iron Man, Hulk. X-Men. X-Men, that stuff. I watched some of that stuff. Um, I, I haven't should- watched Loki. That was what I did. I've had it. I've had access to it. I didn't get it. I some just gave me a sign in and I would just went through and watched like went uh, movies A to Z and scrolled through. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I like all these movies and watched them all. And then, and uh, car SOS, I watched car SOS on Disney and I watched. So I've watched some of the Spider-Man and the cartoons, Iron Man cartoons mm-hmm. with my sister. But other than that, it's like, it doesn't even, it's not even at the, third in my list when I go to watch stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably cancel it soon. Yeah, you should. The only thing is that I'm, I would like to eventually open it up again. Once those shows that have characters I'm actually interested in come out, they're never coming. Oh, they're, I mean, they've, they've been being filmed. So no, <laughs> they're going to get canceled. Cause they're white. They're, they're, they're what? White. What about the non-white ones? No, they're they're uh, they're men. What about the non-white men ones? 
I'm sure they've got something going against them. They're cis. <laughs> yeah, true. That's embarrassing. Wow, Tim, you bigot. <laughs> <laughs> Had to narrow it down, but finally yeah. I got it. Of course, if I cancel Disney Plus, it'd be like, hey, uh, why can't I watch uh, Rocky Mountain Dog Rescue? Uh, it's because I was playing for the Disney Plus, Mom. You want to watch Rocky Mountain Dog Rescue, you go pay for it. Yeah. I don't get the licensing with the streaming services more than just that. Like the place is losing their own, but then they'll get like, okay, we have we have Dirty Harry and we have Magnum Force, but we yeah. don't have the second one. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck, dude? Or we have Death Wish 1, 3, and 4. Yeah. Uh, or we've got Anchorman 2, not Anchorman 1. I saw a box set at Death Wish on D on Blu-ray, two, three, four. Who uh, the fuck wants two, three, four? People want one or three because it's crazy. Yeah, three is crazy. Four is unwatchable, and I never even got to five. <laughs> It'll never get fixed, though, man. It'll no. never be fixed. Because because what Amazon's trying to buy MGM, right? I think so. Uh, which is funny because like they're the ones like that uh, they're the ones that uh, originated this for me this problem for me. MGM. Uh, yeah, fucking James Bond. It's like we've got all the James Bond movies for the next two months. Except yeah, James Bond just comes and goes off Amazon, and but it'll come and go and it'll come in and it'll be yeah like all the James Bond movies but one and yep. then it'll go and it'll come back and it'll be all the James Bond movies except a different a one. a different one yeah. Very obnoxious. Super obnoxious. Yeah. Well, are you, do you have anything more on that issue? Uh, I would, but um, I, I licensed it out to another podcast. Ah, bummer. Well, uh, let's go back to me one more time in the past for one final issue. Me? Here's what I don't get. This is going to be the quietest one yet, but uh, fucking organs having people fill up, use your fucking gas pump for you. Like you're some kind of retarded invalid that doesn't understand how to put a shaft into a hole and squeeze. I mean, come on. We've all, we all understand how the birds and the bees work. It's not that fucking hard. And believe it or not, I've been pumping gas almost my whole life. I mean, we used to let kids do it. My mom would let me pump gas. My dad would let me pump gas. You, you get to now hear the uh, car that I'm stuck driving. Oh, that was actually, that was a good start. That wasn't the last few starts. So they have this guy going out there to pump your gas for you because you're too fucking stupid to figure it out, I guess, or they're afraid that you're going to squirt gas all over the road like a dipshit. Meanwhile, every other state in the fucking planet realizes that you have some amount of responsibility for your own car. And, you know, obviously... They they put on the little they put on the gas pump what all the taxes were. I think it was like thirty six states thirty six cents for federal and eighteen cents for the state. So that so that means gas is just three dollars, but that's not taxes. But there's a cost net there added in of paying some fucking moron seven dollars an hour, eight dollars an hour, whatever the. But well, I think Oregon minimum wage is even higher. So whatever they're fucking paying that guy, I hope they're paying a minimum wage because. You're doing a job that literally everyone else on, in the fucking country can do just to put gas in people's car. I just fucking pump my own gas. I'm not retarded. 
I thought Pendleton was a Canadian whiskey, but now I'm wondering if Pendleton's an Oregonian whiskey. I'm in Pendleton, Oregon, by the way. Can't wait to get out of this fucking shithole state. Can't pump your own gas. I just, I'm wondering at what point, you know, I realized back in the 50s and and 60s and whatnot, gas stations are self-serve. You'd pull up and... Uh, Somebody would pump the put the gas in a car. They check your oil. They clean your windshield and all this stuff. The service with a smile. You go to your local service station, where your guy took care of you. But we don't do that anymore. We go to big gas stations that have 30, 35 pumps, and everyone pulls up and pumps their own gas and cleans their own windshield and checks their own fucking oil. If they even do all those any of those other things. That was also in a time when you could live off the wages of pumping gas for people. And we valued we valued unskilled labor and not just college degrees. But now our world has evolved to such a point where that is a fucking worthless job and I look down upon you as you're just a, you're an excess person. You are an excess person because too many jobs have been automated, like McDonald's employees now. Just go to the kiosk. I don't need someone to take my fucking order. I'll just walk to the kiosk, punch in my own order, and then hope that you morons can read which is doubtful. I don't know who, who, if that's just, they made it a law at some point that that had to be done and then they never rescinded it. I'm going to have to go look it up or, or what the deal is there. But it feels like, it feels like a white woman thing. Like, eh, I, I don't, I don't like touching the ass pumps. I like, I don't, you know, it makes your hands smell funny and then you're dirty. And I'm like, I just like to sit in the car while I, like, you know, the guy comes and I give him my credit card and then, fuck you. Fuck you, you bitch. You gotta know how to, how do you, what happens when you run out of gas? They fucking fill your gas can too? Were you going over there for the, to fill your gas can for the lawnmower? Do y'all use electric lawnmowers in fucking Oregon? What a shithole state. Why would anyone want to move here? Anyway, back to uh, Tim and I in the future. Gentlemen. Well, thanks me from the past, and I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Next week, we'll catch up on voicemails because uh, we're, we're running out of time. We've got, as of right now, three hours and 15 minutes before this episode is supposed to be posted, plus, and we've got an hour and 20 minutes of fresh recording plus an hour and 10 minutes of road recording, so it's going to be a long episode. Editing and, and, and editing, yeah. yeah. Doing all that stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this uh out of format episode, but still in format and more importantly, still live and keeping our streak going in your fucking face, Dick Masterson. <laughs> I think all I have to do is get to like two sixty three. So it'll be is later. It? It'll be later this year. Yeah. yeah. We will we will that's when we'll pass him. And I will declare victory over California. Uh so Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Here's I Don't Get. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. Catch you guys next week. See ya.